What's happening, everybody? This is Q. I am joined by my co-host, Rory, who's going to be on his way back from uh, his, his South Asian... Yeah, South from Asian. a base mode, he's India. I'm a little sad going back to a country where eggs cost like $2 for one. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be uh, it's got to be great to, you know, be hanging out in a country where buying groceries will not <clears throat> annihilate your paycheck. Dude, I went and got a full health care checkup for like $120 without insurance. Yeah, it was well, nice. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Canadian, so this means nothing to me, but I'm assuming... Oh, well, you know, yeah, American. give it five years. <laughs> you, you'll, <laughs> you'll understand. If you're in the UK, maybe sooner than that, what a... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I wanted to uh, talk today... Oh, actually, there's a couple of things I, I wanted to get at. Uh, first off, um, the, way that, uh, the way that this works, and the way that you can support the show is just by letting people know that we're on. And we're on at a different time than we normally are. And we're actually going to be switching it to Mondays and Wednesdays now, just because there's like a lot of traffic on the Thursdays, and it works a little bit better in our schedule. Yeah. Um, and the other part is that, uh, yeah, in order to support us, you just got to let us know that we're here. So, uh, I mean, tell people to download the call-in app. Um, if you want to join the caller queue, like you obviously have to be in the call-in app. Um, but yeah, let's let people know about the show. Let us let people know that we're on live on Mondays and Wednesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, and uh, we have some ways that you can further support us that are coming down the pipeline. Hopefully, I'll get everything sorted out by the end of the month. Um, we we, we come out with our line of hoodies that you can give to women <laughs> that they will absolutely not steal, steal from you. Yeah. We need to. We need to find. We're, we're still working through ideas of like a line that will guarantee will not like harm your chances of getting laid, while at the same time like <laughs> are, are are either supporting like an ideology or or some other support for a group that like women would just find distasteful to wear in a sweatshirt. I'm 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 really racking my mind here. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I was gonna say black rifle black rifle coffee, but there is a demographic of women that are really into that. So. Yeah, and they're and they're about. the hottest women. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's... yeah, this is 100 correct. I'm sorry, but like the the nurses and the real estate agents and the dental hygienists got y'all beat. I I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, you know they they might be on and off on black rifle. I mean, I'm thinking something more along the lines of like maybe one of those like Facebook shirts where it's like I'm like a crazy. <laughs> Like, my husband's, like, a crazy mechanic who's born in January uh, and, like, graduated from high school after two years. Took two extra years to get his GED. It's like, wait, what? The t-shirt says all that, eh? Oh, you've never seen those on Facebook? No. No, oh, they're, like, they're, they're, um, like, they're generated, sort of. So they, they grab your, like, very basic vital information and generate, a sh- like, a t-shirt to sell you. But it's always, like, like... Listen up, buddy. I'm a crazy, you know, like hair, like stylist whose husband or my husband. It's always your <sighs> husband. It's like my husband is a, a crazy auto mechanic born in January, <laughs> you know, but he's got a heart of gold. And if you ever fuck with him, he was going to go beast mode on it. And then they always have those like they always sell those. I've seen multiple of them. I thankfully I don't spend almost any time on Facebook anymore. So uh, see, here's the thing. I would I would actually love those shirts if they were based off of people's Twitters. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, look, listen, 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 listen up, buddy. Listen here, buddy. I'm a I, demisexual. 
also like <laughs> has like a mental breakdown every two months. <laughs> Listen up, buckle. Uh, my parents are kicking me out of the house because I'm queer. Let. <laughs> I also support Assad very, very. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong, but like I, I just have a weird affinity for like. <laughs> The Ukraine-Russia conflict. I'm going to divorce my husband because he's not, he's not as just completely like, like Ukraine pilled as I am. I don't know if you saw that. Buckle up. I know I did not see that. I listen, man. I've been trying to spend this little time on social media. Uh, Yeah, no. Yesterday, I I I really I OD just because I was sitting in the hospital. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I really don't. Because whatever you're going to tell me is just going to, first of all, it's going to send me spiraling. Uh, no, it, it was, this one is actually quite, this one is actually a, um, yeah, no, you'll, you'll like this one. This woman basically was like, I, like, my husband, he's like a former soldier, and he, he felt really bad that, like, Russian people were also going to be, like, you know, we're also getting killed in this conflict. And I was so incensed that he didn't properly show like that or acknowledge that that ukrainians were the good guys that i'm just divorcing him and it's like he wasn't even like people were like oh yeah this guy's been listening to like haas and jackson hinkle i'm like no 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 this is just like who's exercising basic human compassion holy shit yeah and and just like yeah it's weird it's very bizarre um like i said that buckle up buckle up fucko the revolution yeah, will... I'm, I'm a, when, a, when the revolution comes, style, I'm, going I'm, to... a, I'm a dental technician who's born in Ohio in 1981. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're aiming too high on that shit. You're aiming too high. Like, buckle up, fucko. When the revolution comes, you're going to be up against the wall. But not by me because I'm actually against guns, and I can't even stand for more than three and a half minutes at a time because of my fibromyalgia. Like, well, you know, you can have like the the first the first all disabled firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> just your leg just completely <laughs> blown apart. <laughs> can we please? All right, guys, we, we might need to build a platform here. <laughs> the neurodivergent firing squad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's let's let's. Speaking of the, no, I think this is actually a pretty good dovetail because this this has a lot to do with like the fucking the pure <coughs> and tender tender queer brigade. Not that it's them, but it it actually has uh, the same sort of characteristics. Which is, I don't know if you saw that uh, Kyrie Irving got traded by Brooklyn to Dallas. Uh, uh no, I didn't. Oh Lord. Okay, so I actually caught this on. I haven't uh, been paying as much attention to the NBA season as I should this year. I've just been on some other shit. But as many people know, uh, if they follow me on Twitter, um, I am in apparently an unrepentant Kyrie Irving apologist. And I am uh, a member of the Nation of Islam, but also a black Hebrew Israelite. So no, those, uh, those two things get along, you know. <laughs> you, you want to talk about the Muslim-Jewish split? Well, you know what? But yeah. They've already solved it. Hebrew-Israelites and, Hebrew yeah. Yeah, exactly. and the NOI, hand-in-hand. Yeah. So uh, I, I caught the, uh, the, the update. I'm pretty sure it was, like, it was either TSN or um, a news talk channel. I, I can't remember which because I was heading upstairs and, and either the TV or the radio was on, so I'm not sure which it was. But uh, the, uh, the news hit that mentioned uh, Kyrie being traded also got into, and I would say this was equally as long as the news about him being traded to Dallas, 
got into his uh, controversial <coughs> tweet about a movie that was on Amazon that talked about uh, black people being the original Hebrews. And also that he had, uh, this, is, this I didn't even know about. Apparently he had like said or tweeted some misogynistic thing. This is, this is shit that I don't even know. Right. So they, they basically yeah. like, did the whole rundown on like everything that Kyrie Irving has did wrong. And I'm like, it also got into like his flat earther stuff, but I'm like, okay, yo, uh, at this time, maybe two years ago, I remember people were celebrating. Well, it wasn't two years ago. It was, it was a little bit less than, yeah, no, it was, it was two years ago because COVID was 2020, but uh, people were celebrating uh, Kyrie Irving before looking into his family ancestry and finding out that he uh, has, has indigenous background. So, you know, he's, he's, uh, he comes from like a native family and he even, you know, did a ceremony where he was inducted into inducted into the tribe. And when he was playing for Boston, he would do things like, uh, sorry, when he was playing against Boston, rather, not, not playing for, but at, at uh, um, the, uh, the Boston arena, he uh, smudged, he, uh, he smudged uh, for a game. And people were really happy about that. Like, you know, it's really cool that he's discovered his background and that, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, owning his indigenous ancestry and that he's like introducing people to, you know, certain rites and rituals, i.e. smudging and all of that goodwill just instantly fucking vaporized behind the tweet. And the part that really kind of bothered me was, all right, so he already apologized, right? Um, and the, th the thing was, all he did was tweet a link to the documentary. He didn't say that he agreed with it. He didn't say that black people are the true Israelites. He didn't say none of that shit. All he just, all he did was tweet a link. And like me and you were, were discussing before the show, Rory, I think a lot of that, out, uh, the, a lot of the backlash that he got sublimated anger at Kanye West. So, like, he basically got a lot of the anger that people already had towards Kanye West because of Kanye West's straight-up anti-Semitic comments. Kyrie didn't actually really do a hell of a lot, but what they were asking him for was... I mean, it was borderline insane. They wanted him to make, a, like, a, a high six-figure contribution to uh, to, uh, uh, to anti uh, uh, organizations that fight anti-Semitism. So he did actually make contribution to the anti-defamation league and then they sent it back and then he was this was voluntarily by the way then uh joe Sy, the uh the owner of the, the brooklyn nets basically ordered him to make that contribution again anyway and we're not going to get into like the history of the anti-defamation league because obviously no politics here but the anti-def like asking a black man to contribute to the anti-defamation league is like <coughs> like asking a black man to donate to the fucking kkk like it that was just in insanely gross um and then on top of that uh, he was supposed to meet with the head of the Anti-Defamation League, who's also just a repulsive fucking human being. Well, also, I mean, that... it's like oh, sorry, he's, they're, the, they're like forcing him to have a, uh, an anti-Semitic get. It's amazing. Yeah, no, they're, I mean, they're basically more or less asking him to like wear a hair, hair shirt and walk up and down Brooklyn. But well, it's also, can I just say... Yeah, can I also say one other thing about this? Like, you know, I, I hate to sound like we really do need to find a way, at least for anti-Semitism, to, like, punish people without either, A, like, having every media company in America just, like, rapidly come down on them and asking you to give money to Jewish or to, uh, like, like, Jewish organizations. Because, like, again, it's like, I understand how that makes sense for, like, other groups, but, like, looking at the very unique stereotypes associated with Jewish people, like, maybe that's not exactly the best. I'm just saying that's not the best optic. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that it's, like, yeah. 
It's like how dare like it was especially true with like Ilan Omar, less so with with Kyrie and Kanye, where it was like literally every organization in the country is like jumping down this woman's throat, mm-hmm. and and they're like, how dare she like think that there's some kind of you know conspiracy? It's like, well, you guys are kind of going out of your way to really make it seem like there is one, right? And I I know there isn't one, but like. It's like the optics all, all look really said, bad. All she basically said, she insinuated that like uh, Congress people were taking money from APAC, which is well, that APAC un- is a lobbying organization. It's unequivocally yeah, like, true because they're a lobbying that is completely correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. what else are they doing? Like, oh man, I can't wait to have like our our uh, like an, or our annual APAC like luncheon? Yeah. APAC luncheon. Like the the food isn't that. I'm really like, looking forward to these, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to these, like, these roast hens and, like, baby carrots. I'm so looking forward to that. I cannot, like, if, yeah, well, see, that's, if APAC served them, like, gefilte fish, like, then they would have lost so well, much. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know, I know, I know they're not, they're not serving um, uh, Manischewitz uh, wine at the APAC luncheons. I know that's not happening. Oh, but, dude, if they, if they are serving those, like, crackers, I always forget the, um, oh, Lord. Oh, the um, unleavened bread. Uh, it's uh, yeah. what are they called? Um, matzah. Oh man, dude, I go to town on that stuff. <laughs> you just be housing them? Oh yeah, no. I was like going home like this year during um, like when they had them at the store on sale after um, yeah. uh, Passover. I'm just like walking back with all these like matzahs and people are, like, oh, like, 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 like random like. Orthodox Jews were like talking to me, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm very much not. I just really like matzah. Sorry. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah. So th- that that part was uh, was wild to me that they had to just rehash all of that shit just to say, hey, this guy got because he requested the trade to the to the Maverick. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't even happen before, but he absolutely should have done that. Um, and as we're approaching the, the trade deadline, um, you're gonna see a lot of moves being made like that. But I didn't see. Any kind of news like that for anybody else. I will say also that, like, you know what? No, let me not get into, like, Chris Asporzingis and all that other shit because I don't think it's really necessary. But one one thing that I, I that kind of stuck in my craw is this is kind of emblematic of online culture that is seeped out. Like, it's broken containment and gotten out into the real world. And that's, like, everybody always gets remembered by the worst thing that they did or that happened to them. Like, nobody can ever move on past that worst thing. I think the only person that I know of that has really broken out past this is Robert <coughs> Downey Jr. Because yeah. you know, up, up, like up until maybe halfway through his career with Disney and Marvel, uh, he would get asked almost every single interview, or at least have it insinuated until he basically just like got up and left one interview with, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Martin Bashir. <laughs> uh, people would ask him about his, uh, his, his history with drug abuse. And it's just like, yeah, but that was fucking years and years ago. Why are you still talking about that shit? And the same thing with uh, with Kyrie Irving. It's like, okay, well, he apologized for it. And according to what uh, was asked of him, he, he made amends. Why, you, yeah, why do we still do this? Yeah. But it's like, but it's everywhere now. It's like, it's, 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 it's gone from like presidential candidates and political candidates to celebrities and athletes. But now it's just normal people that are dealing with this, which is, if you say or do something out of pocket, regardless if you've learned and grown since then, regardless if you've changed, if you've changed your opinions or your point of view, if you've apologized, it doesn't matter. There's almost no point to apologize or ever try to be a better person because you are always going to be remembered by the worst thing that you said or did 
alleged to have done or that happened to you. And because even people, if you're consistent. People just, well, people just want to carbon freeze you in like the lowest point of your life and make that the sum total of who you are. And I, <coughs> I, probably one of the reasons that why I heavily sympathize with, with, uh, with Kyrie is that like, this is somebody who was learning about his history and ancestry and was growing along the way. And a lot of us are fortunate enough that when we were doing all of this learning about ourselves, our histories, and black people, I think, have to go through a lot more of this because our history was pretty much stolen from us. But we, we are lucky enough that we don't have to go through this process in public underneath the watchful eye of social media. I mean, for me, I, I went through my discovering myself and discovering my history phase in my late teens and my twenties. I've yeah. continued on, I've continued on all the way up until now, but I already built a foundation on who I am and what I'm about. I already had my principles and values in place beforehand. And I feel <laughs> bad for people, especially younger people who are trying to develop that knowledge and understanding of who they are as human beings, their backgrounds, their histories, their politics, even. And when you fuck up along the way and you're bound to, like everybody has to fuck up along the way. If you make the mistake of fucking up, it doesn't even have to be on, on like a social media post. It doesn't have to be like a Facebook post or an Instagram post, a Twitter post, whatever. Now it's even like personal conversations that you've had with other people. And I, I see people, I don't know, like there's, the, there's this habit that we all have and I get where it comes from. The, 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 this you dynamic where somebody will say something completely out of pocket most of the time. And then somebody else will respond with this you with a, a completely head ass thing that they said, which removes all credibility. I think that kind of makes sense when it's like it's situational. It's, yeah, it's very situational when it's politicians who are being insanely hypocritical, when it's like uh, people who are sort of like self dealing or their special pleading, i.e. like the divestors, for example, when they're talking shit about like, black dudes and saying that, you know, black men are like the, a blight on the community, this, that, and the third, but then somebody comes back with this to you and they're just like totally, sorry, there's no polite way to say this. They're totally like cock worshiping white guys. I, I, I get how that works. Yeah. It makes sense. But now, but it's moved past that into somebody will say something that is correct or do something that, that is correct or right. And somebody will like dredge up some shit about their past and be like this, you, and it'll be from like four or five, six years ago. And it has nothing, like it's, it's completely orthogonal to whatever it is that we're talking about now. And people now talk about that, that thing that they said several years ago, that thing that di they did or that <coughs> happened to them several years ago. And it's like, but how can they possibly grow as human beings if you're going to keep them frozen in that moment? And the, 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 one, the one incident that I saw happen on social media that <coughs> kind of, broke my brain over this, which is why we're talking about it tonight. Uh, was the, the young man, Tyree Nichols, that was um, beaten to death by police. And yeah. somebody got... Yeah, so you, you know about Tyree Nichols, right? Yeah, oh yeah. No, I've been following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the Memphis, Tennessee Police Department like literally like beat this guy to death. Like, and they're, they're, the footage was caught on their body cams and also caught from like, uh, uh, like yeah. a little circuit television. So they, they beat this guy to death. And I saw somebody tweet this, that uh, if you go back and look at his social, his Twitter posts and he's like, you know, saying shit about black women or like dark skinned people, and I'm just like, dog, why would you do that? Like what? So 
what does that have anything to do with the fact like the only reason that you know his name in the first place you you only know the guy's name because the american state security apparatus brutally murdered him <coughs> in the street that's yeah. the only reason you even know who he is so, so why, here we go why would it possess you why would it possess you to go looking back like first of all to go find his social media account in the first place that's like step one down the path of insanity Step yeah. two is to start trawling through his history to find something that he said that is cancelable. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It, well, and, and it's like, and it's this idea because, okay, so to, to read out the tweet, I know, um, so just to, like, I'm not going to you link to it, but it's like, you know, yeah. if y'all saw Tyree Nichols' old tweets, what the fuck uh, is it with black males speaking so violently and derogatory towards darker tones, black women, and black women in general? doesn't deter from the fact that the cops killed this man innocently. Okay, well, kind of kind of does though, doesn't it? Like you're you're mentioning that in a reply. You're bringing it up. Yeah, like you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what what is it with these what is it with these uppity people? Now, I'm not going to say that this has anything to do with the fact that he was killed. Like what then why why are you mentioning it now? Yeah. Like, so why do you want just, to insert yourself into this conversation to begin with? Like I don't Exactly. <laughs> Just or it's like, like, even, like even in the in the brutal way that they are in, inserting themselves like extremely sens- insensitive now, and tone deaf, etc. But like, why want to insert oneself? Like, you know, it's completely irrelevant point, and the only b- intention behind it is to you know become the center of attack, center of attention, and it's just like unbelievable that like you wouldn't let a dude who was brutally killed in the middle of a street like executed by cops. Uh, you know, be the center of attention for a fucking week. Now, yeah, it'd thing. be like if Brianna Taylor was into like crypto. But, but hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold <laughs> like, there's, a really there's a really important point that I think we haven't gotten to here, which is that his last tweet. Now, I here's the thing: I deliberately did not go looking at this guy's account because I'm just like, I, like as a matter of principle, I simply won't do it. But yeah. somebody had mentioned to me that his last tweet was in the middle of 2018, the last time he tweeted. And yeah. the tweet that they're talking about where he said some out-of-pocket shit, and now I don't even know what it was, but uh, the tweet that they're even mentioning was in 2010. Yeah, like a full 13 years ago. At, in 2010, you want to know how old he was? How old? 16 or 17. Oh, come on, man. He was 29 years old when he died. Okay. So Come 13 on, years man. ago, yeah, he was either 16 or 17 years old. That's what they want to hold against him. But here's the thing, though. I see a lot of, like, I see a lot of guys doing this shit on social media. There's a, there's a, a person um, that I, I follow. usually don't agree with what she says, but sometimes she'd be saying sensible things. Sharice um, Lane. And, you know, way, I, I forget how many years ago this was, but, like, several years ago, again, one of those people that is probably trying to, like, figure themselves out, figure their identity out, had some really like garbage opinions along the way. Uh, so apparently like more than five or so years ago, she was saying some stuff about black people needing to, it was basically like one of those, like pull your, pull yourself up, pull your pants up kind of conversations, pull yourself up by yeah. your straps, basically like the Bill Cosby pound cake conversation. Like well, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of black people that believe that shit that like, you know, black people's biggest problem is not white supremacy. It's ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. A lot of black people believe that she doesn't believe that now. Why the, f- and I saw guys doing this and I'm like, what? okay, listen, like 
I don't want to be one of those people that starts talking about masculine and feminine behavior because I, I just I don't believe in that kind of a dichotomy. But this is really catty, bitchy stuff. Like, why would you do some shit like that? What, what would possess you? And she's not saying anything that's like right now. She's not saying anything that's, that's wrong, that's out of pocket. She's not saying anything that you wouldn't normally hear from just your run-of-the-mill black conservative. Um, and it's not even like pull yourself out by the bootstrap stuff. It's, it's more like a black sort of like a religious conservative. You know, that we should have, like, you know, the, the family should have uh, two parents in the household. The father uh, is the head, the, the yeah, yeah, wife yeah. is the nap. Yeah, but it's like, but I could go to church on Sundays. I could go to, like, any of my family's church on Sundays and hear the exact same thing. I'm not going to, like, try and cancel her for it. But, like, why go back into why go back into her history? And, again, I saw guys doing this. Why go back into her history and pull that shit up and be like this to you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Obviously, she doesn't believe that anymore. She says she doesn't believe it anymore, but people are still trying to pull that shit. I'm just like, as a man, why, why are you digging into somebody's history on the internet to this you then? You know what I mean? And, and, I, would, and I think the other thing, you know, I, I agree with that for sure. And, and the other thing, you know, just as, a, as another side note to this is that so much of this is, you know, you can hold completely consistent positions and have just like people shift on it for like very, very obscure reasons. Like I, I know we talked about this a little last week, but there's all that, like people are calling like Joey Swole, that, uh, the TikTok influencer guy, uh, at the gym, oh, um, who like yeah. calls out gym behavior, like friend, friend of the friend of the show, by the way, just like, uh, he's like our, he's like our, uh, he's nice. Yet, he seems like a very, he seems like a very sweet guy. Um, <laughs> people were calling him like this, you know, oh, he's, He's taking a right-wing turn. He's appealing to the fear. And I was like, okay, well, what is this about? And the thing was that was that basically what he said, and he has been, for all of his faults, you can maybe, I don't know what his faults are. I'm sure they managed to collect a, a nice laundry list. But, like, for all of his faults, he has... He, like, he ran some, I don't know if it was, like, a personal training company or a supplement company that, like, that went insolvent or some shit. Some people that, called it a scam. What it, from what I saw, it seemed like okay. Well, it seems like a business that just didn't succeed. Like, even if it was, it's like okay. So he's like, oh, the classic misogynist move of running like a a, a scam uh, or like running a business, a, a supplement yeah. company. Like that's every like every woman in like Utah runs. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not like yeah. Like I know. Like, like, good <clears throat> luck find good luck finding like a a single or divorced woman in like Colorado somewhere that isn't on that exact same grind set. Absolutely, and, and a lot of like stream female streamers are on that where it's like they're selling. Like you know, like G flat tummy stuff. Tea. Yeah, yeah. Flat, yeah. Like that sort of stuff. Like, of course, like people have to make a bag somehow. It's like, but the the thing that they seem to really want to cancel because that just seems sort of stuff that they're hunting for. Like the they're sort of like, you know, kind of grasping at straws. Um, the thing that they really wanted to cancel him for was that he was not. He was very dismissive or very um, critical of the idea that you should film other people at gyms. Like, yeah. specifically, you know, filming guys that are looking at you at gyms. And, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, this is just him, like, not listening to women who are being, like, victimized at the gym. And I'm like, well, hold on. Like, in which of the tweets, uh, which of the videos did he show? where someone was really being victimized and, and all of the things he was responding to were just like, you know, like some guy, like out of a mirror looking over and and it's like, Oh, like, look, like, see, he's looking at her and it's like, okay, well, even if he was, 
really know if in every one of them they even are. Is that necessarily like completely out of pocket? Like, you know, if women would look at me at the gym, like this is my always my point when I go back to this. It's like if women, if I see a woman looking at me at the gym, should I interpret that as being she is attracted to me and wants to hook up with me? If I see a guy looking at me at the gym, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a, clearly that's a gay man that wants to fuck me. It's like that's just a very weird interpretation to take with this stuff. And you, know, you know what? Like the the Guardian agrees with it now. Uh, I think like with your perspective uh, now, the the article and like the the trend has actually made it uh, uh, officially newspapers at this point. Like three or, three days ago or four days ago, there was an article in the Guardian. Uh, talking about like TikTok influencers who are exposing like this is the thing the women exposing gym harassment on TikTok. Uh, the hashtag gym weirdos has received nearly two million views as women covertly record their experiences. So this is like on the Guardian now. It's no longer you know just an internet trend. Um, this is like now gone mainstream. Yeah, and and the, the point I'm trying to say is that it's it's like. First off, at, at no point is, I, I'm sorry, any of this TikTok stuff really, like, are they actually showing what I would consider even real harassment? Like, these guys aren't sticking their tongues out. They're not, like, making weird, like, it's mostly people just glancing or, like, walking past and looking at somebody doing a work. Like, it's, it's so it's low bar all at the, every like, gym. And then they'll go, well, yeah. you know, it's like, well, you know, like, you know, this is, it's sad that these are the videos that are taking off where there's tons of examples of this happening where, you know, it's, it's not being filmed. I'm like, well, that's kind okay, of a where, problem. Where, where is this happening? Where? Then where is it? Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, it's not filmed, but it's like, but the thing is you kind of have to have these arguments in the context that they come. And if the context that they come is like a, a, like a guy, like glancing at somebody is like, while he's walking past while you're filming at a gym, that you're just you look bad because now you have to go look look i know that it looks like very innocuous but it's but like there are other situations where it's worse and it's like already you've had to like you've had to try to shift the context and and that that's already going to make you right that's already going to make your point kind of move because people will go yeah but the video doesn't show that and you go oh, i know what the video says but but listen to me telling you this it's like already you're kind of like on really shaky ground there add to that the fact that like look you know you just shouldn't really film in gyms generally and Period. i understand yeah. that sometimes people like will film for like form checks and stuff but like <laughs> i'm sorry but I, I i'm sorry i just i i don't i mean i i, I know that people do do that. but like posting it on just, i don't think it's anywhere near as widespread as people are making it out to be because for the most part for the most part p- people check their form in the mirror for the most part yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I see it happen a lot at my gym. But like the thing, the difference is that they're they don't post that on social media. Yeah, right. And that's so the some, thing. So some and excerpts I, from this uh, uh, article, like I think, like it's it, it'd be pretty interesting for you guys to check this out. Uh, so somebody uh, tells the Guardian, I would say I experience creeps fifteen percent of the times that I work out. I thought that was an interesting number because. 15 is like, how do you that's very that? That's very specific. On, on yeah. approximately 18% of my lifts, I experience harassment. It's like, do you keep and it's a, like... <laughs> a record? Like... This usually uh, manifests as a man staring at her for an uncomfortably long amount of time. It's almost like they're trying to undress you in their heads, she said. Okay, so... That, but uh, how do you know that? 
Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to go too. I don't want to go too deep into this. The, the point. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting. Can I just? Far can I finish my? Yeah. Can I finish my point just yeah. really quick? The, the point yeah. I'm trying to say is that, like, Jimmy Swole has been very consistent from like not filming other people working out, you know, to make fun of them, not filming other people, like when not filming yourself in like gym locker rooms. Like he's been very, very strict about. You know, like, and very, very consistent on the point that, like, look, gyms, a lot of people are very embarrassed going to a gym, and they feel very uncomfortable, you know, maybe if they're not super, you know, pleased with their physique, or they feel very self-conscious, you know, having somebody film them absolutely, you know, can discourage them from going to the gym, right? And so that you shouldn't just film people because, you know, they, just because, you know, it's funny, or because, like, it's, you know, you're, you're doing it for yourself, right? There's, there is very strict limitations on this. And he's was much more mad about men filming in law, like filming themselves in locker rooms to post on TikTok than he was about any of this. But the thing yeah, is, the only reason that he, the only reason that he started going down this Avenue is because it started happening. But I, I remember when I started following him and I, I probably started following him in like early 2022 ish. And it was most of what he was talking about was people filming other people at the gym, like struggling with the workout or like having bad form or, you know, just like doing the workout wrong. Uh, and I would see just as many guys as women get flamed on his TikTok channel. And that's like, he, every time that he, uh, every time that he would um, sign off, he would say, mind your own, uh, do better, mind your own business. Like I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at, for example, like right now, I'm looking at one of his videos from, let's see, February of 2022, right? And it's uh, it's some dude that's filming another guy at uh, doing a workout. Matter of fact, I'll see if I can pull. I know I've tried this several times and it hasn't worked, but maybe it'll work this time around. I'll see if I can try to pull the audio in, and you you let me know what you think. That's uh, here. Can't hear anything? No. Uh, well, whatever. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That'll, that'll be bad. Is, is that still your sexist view here in 2022 when there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of women across the world lifting like absolute beasts in the gym, probably outlifting you? Have you not heard of Dana Lynn Bailey, Steph Cohen, Sid Gillen, Yarish Nayel, just to name a few? Look them up, man. Or maybe you're upset. He's got a woman at his side, supporting him, pushing him, motivating him to get better in the gym, putting in work. Leave the man alone. Put your phone down and get back to work. Mind your own business. Be better than that. He was talking to a guy. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, that's most of what his content was, was stop filming people at the gym doing their workouts just because you don't like their form or you don't like the machine they're using or whatever. And yeah. so as somebody who was a longtime advocate for stop filming people at the gym who did not give Yeah, where where did he think he was going to come down on this, right? Exactly. Do you think that he was, exactly. was going to go, well, it's okay to film guys glancing at you because uh, uh, 15, approximately in a self-reported study done by The Guardian, in, in approximately 16% of lifting situate, kinetic lifting situations, there is a, a mental undressing style sexual harassment happen. It, it's <laughs> yeah. It's like where did you think he was going to fall on that? Like, did you think he was yeah. going to fall on the side or not? You know, 
But it's like now, because he has maintained that consistent position, it's like, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Now he's he's done a heel turn and he's appealing to the alt-right. And he's actually like, you know, a sexist. And it's like, why? Right? Like, even if you wanted to argue that, like, like it's not even that, you know, extremist of a point. Like, I can, I mean, I don't know. But, like, you know, you could argue, I, even I think people who are, you know, not on Joey Swole's side on this could at least see that, like, hey, maybe filming in gyms isn't the best idea. Like, or at the very least, there is some credence to that that belief. It's like, no, if you if you believe that, you're actually a sexist. Like, you're actually a misogynist, and you are you are signaling to other misisogynists, right? That they, they because are you can't get him for anything else. Well, and, that's the and, and the other thing is. If you, you know, if you limit it to like a critique of what he's saying, then you can't actually get him because like he does have a point. So you have to get him for something where he doesn't have a point. Because if you call him a right winger or a, you know a clear cut like sexist or misogynist, then you can get him without like having to concede anything to him. And I think basically that's what that's where we're at. Like you just have, you, there's no longer stopping at like, you know, winning a debate or an argument, you have to completely annihilate the person and kick them off the platform because that's the only way you can even declare yourself to have won anything. And, and I would say, you know, in addition to that, like it, it also is in, in many ways very telling about the people making that critique. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, like this guy, you know, by by holding this opinion, he's clearly signaling to this group of people online. It's like, okay, well, what group of people are you signaling to online? Like, you know, when I see people sharing, like, you know, with Joey Swole, I don't think that he's, like, you know, trying to appeal to the alt-right audience or the the manosphere. I think he's just holding a consistent view, right? Because, like, you know, most people have, like, fairly consistent views on things. Whereas when I see other people being like, oh, you know, he's clearly, you know, signaling, it's like... I. Like, is your brain wired in such a way that you see everything as being signaling or not signaling, right? Oh, yeah. hold on. It's a garbage, garbage truck going past. Um, well, well, before you uh, hit the next point, I was going to say, if anybody, because um, you know, we, we, we obviously host these shows because we want to get other people's opinions on this, not just uh, to banter these ideas back and forth and talk to each other. So if you have any thoughts about that, I mean... Generally, what my point of view is on this is that, like, when somebody that you even disagree with or don't like says something that you disagree with, you don't always have to go back into their their past to find something that they said in order to hold them accountable. I think that this like this this conversation about quote unquote holding people accountable it's fucking brain poison. Like it's, it is the it is the dumbest thing that I see that people do right now, and I, I don't think there's any intended purpose other than to make sure that everybody is as miserable as the person saying this to you. I don't think that there's any broader purpose behind it. I don't think there's any sort of I don't think there's any like uh, there's any moral or just purpose behind it. What it really is is people see that somebody else is I don't know getting shine or attention or whatever. And they want to bring that person back down to earth. Like they want to make sure that that person feels a little bit humbled, just like they might feel every day of their lives. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, yeah. And here's, here's just just wanna just wanna interject yeah. one quickly and uh, say that like we seem to have limited callers at the point 
at this point like so i i wonder like if we need to open up calls uh because people are not able to call it seems like oh uh, yeah q i don't know if that's i'm trying to hold on let me see uh q do you know do you know what's going on with that or Oh, there we go. Yeah, no, okay. sorry, my, that was my bad. Yeah, no, and what, yeah, it looks like uh, yeah. I accidentally had the caller queue set to limited and not public. Right. My bad. Sorry about that, guys. Well, and, and one thing I just want to add, um, you know, I, I think that the, the, the reason why you shouldn't engage in this sort of stuff, and my, my takeaway from this is that ultimately, at the end of the day, like if you sort of cultivate that kind of image as somebody who's always holding other people accountable or always, you know, bring, like spilling the tea. Accountable to whom? Is well, it's right? accountable to you, and more importantly, it's like you're you're building yourself. The problem is the people that will start to follow you, the people that you will engage with, the people that are are around you, are not there because they like you. They're there because they like the drama. They like you know judge, being judgmental. They like being you know essentially being busybodies, right? And at the end of the day. Because the thing is, all of us have had bad opinions in our past, except for me, who's always had good opinions. But, you know, other people have had Show bad opinions. Show Janissary. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Like, people have had bad opinions, and except for me. I'm the only one. But, but, like, people, like, everybody's had bad opinions in the past, right? And eventually, you're going to say something. You're going to end up maybe like a Joey Swole, where it's like you've held this position consistently, but just because in one particular context... Everybody's you just actually, decided. You want to know something wild? You want to know something wild? What? I think I might have actually met him before, like a very long time ago. Joey Swell. Really? I think oh, so. Oh, interesting. I, I, I actually I am actually, like very tempted to DM him and be like, hey, bro, did I meet you back around like 2013-ish? It, which is going to be incredibly weird to do, I know. But I kind of feel like I met the guy like around 2012, 2013. Weird. Yeah, uh, you might think you're a... No, no, no. Like, I had cool to, guy. I had to go through his, I had to go through his uh, TikTok account to see like what yeah. he was talking about in his older videos, and some of the older ones, um, he was like showing himself doing a backflip, and I'm like, wait a second, I remember meeting a dude in NYC, and I was like, I, I was in with this group, and we were hanging out for like a few days together, and uh, he would do the exact same thing and show how like it's uh, you know, being able to do like a back tuck, it, it's, more, it's not about gymnastic ability, it's about strength in your quads and hamstrings. Well, just. Yeah, figure out one thing one thing I just want to end is that ultimately if you cultivate that following you know they're not there because they like you they're not there they're, they're either there because they like your politics or they're there because they like and and often they're both they both like your politics and they both like the ability to be judgmental and you know a busybody and and I think the problem ultimately at the end of the day is that if you cultivate that following, as soon as you slip up, you're done for. You are yeah. so done for. You like, are you know, walking on a knife's edge at all. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's like... Oh, no, I no, mean, that's absolutely true. Yeah, and, and like, so the thing is, if like, you cultivate, you know, be very wary about cultivating that kind of audience because when once you cultivate them, you know, they will turn on you in a minute. Like, they, there is no loyalty. There is no expectation. But here's the thing, Bork. Here's, but here's the thing, Bork. You know this. I know this. We have all seen this happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. We have seen this exact thing you are just saying right now happen over and over and over again. 
and you ask yourself, huh, this is literally the the definition of insanity. We've heard the quote said many times by villains, so you already know what I'm going to say. But it's like, why does this keep happening? And I think in context for modern discourse, the only reason this keeps going is that we have, and this is just my theory, it's not that we can't shame these people down. I think what we need to do is we need to start shaming the enablers. Well, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, at least in this context, is that it's a very easy way to get followers. I mean, every look, everybody loves drama. Everybody loves following drama at the end of the day. Like, even if it's not, you know, to a certain yeah, extent, you know, we all two, like the two, the two ironclad rules of the universe. Everybody hates Chris. Everybody loves drama. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loves drama. So, like, it's a very easy way to build a, an audience. Um, the but downside. Yeah, but like you were but, but like you were saying, the these are people who have built an entire audience off of people wanting to like watch. It's literally how the French Revolution collapsed. This is literally how the French Revolution collapsed. Sorry, sorry. I'm I mean, sorry. I, I, well, just, I mean, I would yeah. say. Sorry, go ahead, Roy. I don't know. I don't really know if there's like a, a Brandenburg of this, but I would argue that like um, no, I, I think that it's it's. Well, you get what I, I'm generally saying. I, like, they kept cutting yeah. off so many people's heads for the most minute shit that after a while it was just like, you know what, fuck this. I think yeah, you I, would just basically avoid pandering and being opportunistic. The moment that's you start, why I say like, sh- the moment you start, like, placating, uh, playing to an audience and, like, essentially being happy that you're receiving any attention, like any attention is good attention, that I think is an axiom that needs to be dropped because the moment that a person does whatever the fuck it takes for a following, then you're basically saying that like you will dance to the people's tunes and you don't have anything that you're standing for or standing by. And I think like as long as you have like a a core that you're establishing for yourself. And I think like in a a way, Joey Swole will probably be fine. I mean, I think he's Uh, already going to be fine. Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He has established himself as like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Rain or shine, this is what I'm doing. So that that's not going to change at all. But like, there are a lot of people who, you know, turn with the tide. And I think that's the problem. The problem is when you try to pander to an audience because they're receiving you well when you pander to them. And that's the exact kind of audience who will turn around and like abandon you. I would like to go one step further than that. I want to go one step further, which I agree with everything you just said. But I want to say, yeah, we do that. The bigger thing is we still normalize that in, in, I guess you say Western society. But it's just one of those things where it's like, look, you're all smarter than me. You all know what I'm trying to say here. Well, I'll talk about that far. Like, <laughs> no, you can spell it out. Like, yeah. I, I, you say I'm that a lot, and okay. every time you say it, I'm like, dog, I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, what I'm trying to say is this. It feels to me like the mandarins of culture now, the reason why this sort of thing is normal, I feel like... T talked about this on a recent episode of Champagne Sharks about Death of the Elder, yada, yada, yada. Me saying, yeah, death of the elder, and that's why all of, like, this just culture, not even media, just culture is being pushed forward by people who have had no quarter, no governor, nothing to, like, tell tell them no. 
and that's I don't, I, I don't know about the elder angle though because like uh, the entire right wing no no I just use it as a jumping point I just use no, it as a I know I know point. but like I'm just, saying, I'm just like I'm just I, saying that like the elder aspect yeah. I agree that like to an extent like it's it's not a culture that is predicated on like following the elder like respecting uh which is like brought up as a point of criticism uh, a lot of times and I, I i can see some amount of merit in it etc uh but at the same time i think like you know if you look at the conservative uh side like pretty much like everyone who's whining uh, like a, like a bitch or like a baby uh is essentially uh, an older person like you know the 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 older the person the the whinier they are uh and like they kind of like behave in in this exactly the a mirror well, image of like uh, you know the the liberal wing or like a rad lib wing i here's my here's my this is why I, this this is why i kind of have respect for bill Maher because at least he's willing well, to tell people to go fuck themselves <laughs> well i think one thing is that the, i think the big thing that changed in a lot of like online media is that you know i i've said this about like a lot of people but you used to be able to by the time you became like a real celebrity you know you would have the backing of like a studio you'd have like sort of this this structure in place right. this the scaffolding in place to keep you from really spinning out right and and there were good sides and bad sides to that you know the good side is that you know you don't have these public meltdowns the bad side is that in a lot of cases you know you could be institutionalized or medicated you know sort of in, in very sketchy ways you know you didn't have as much freedom about you know your ability to sort of manage your own image that i think a lot of modern celebrities have but you know Britney now Spears. because of the yeah well no because now because of the internet you know you have these you know content creators who like look i'm not going to say they're not you know making a lot of money but they're not making enough money that they can hire you know people to really kind of scaffold and make sure that they are you know being watched constantly right like it's like so handlers, much Yeah, handlers. There are no handlers. There's no, you know, like there's if you're like an OnlyFans girl, like unless you're very, very wealthy, you're probably not able to hire security, right? That you know maybe an actress might have, right? Or or if you're a female streamer, they all can hire IT. I can tell you that much. Well, they, they, yeah, they can, I mean, they can hire very basic stuff, but they can't they can't hire things like you know like a full like a full security team, to, you know, for like to protect themselves or anything. So there's these sorts of you know the the scaffolding that used to go into really building and maintaining celebrity sort of disappeared so it's you know you're riding very close to the road at this stage as a celebrity where it's like one bad tweet like one weird opinion and you're you know you're like your toast you're done i mean and and i don't know if the celebrities that you know we all kind of have now or the sort of like you know this Gen- previous generation of celebrities like your you know your Jane Fonda's like if they had social media and had the unfettered access to social media that a lot of like people now or a lot of you know high notable people have now i don't know if they would have maintained their celebrity as long as they did like i think it would have been much easier for them to be no they probably right. would have because think about the kind of people now who are famous simply through social media for just for influencers that has a time limit on it built in so it's like but a lot of them it, but you know they're just this I mean, generation's boy bands remember how generations ago they'd have a boy band and they like get rid of everybody and then start over that's pretty much what influencers are yeah no i i mean i i get that but i i think that the 
the point I'm trying to say is that the ability to, you know, to have this sort of weird, unfettered access to people's brains, especially with things like Twitter and, and their weird opinions, it, it's just, it's a, it's a net negative in my opinion. And Absolutely. I, and I, think that, I agree with you. And, 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 and to kind of get back to the main subject we're talking about here, you know, it, it allowed like previously, you know, like I've, I, I kind of feel, I feel really bad. For this today, man. Like I, cause I look back at all the dumb things I've done over my life. And I'm like, most of those things, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in an age, like the very tail end of an age. Cause I'm like kind of right on that cusp between like millennial and Gen Z where it's like, I still had it. There was still, everything was still offline enough. I think that like, I'm not going I think to, I did too. Yeah. That like all of my like really, you know, weird opinions happened, you know, nobody was filming it. Nobody was taking pictures of it. Nobody was, I wasn't posting it. Right. And, and that See, was sort of, you're lucky. You're lucky yeah, but, all my crazy shit is on, like, podcasts that still exist, and not even my podcast, yeah. other people's. Yeah, and that's, I mean, but I, I, to get to, like, to what, the point is that, like, having, there's this weird sense that, like, nothing ever dies online anymore. Like, it's almost like this, these previous versions of yourself continue on as sort of, like, ghosts. Well, no one wants to, well, well no one wants to let anything die, because I think... And again, this is going to sound weird, but I think part of the reason why is that it's sort of a passive, like, fight from thinking about one's mortality in a way. Like, it feels like sort of like bringing up all the stuff and, like, make it seem like time is a flat circle and that this stuff never ended is, like, you never have to acknowledge the passage of time. You, you, no, you, well, I'm glad you went there because, like, uh, yeah. I think, I think I mean, essentially I think all of this is, like, just... I will leave for, off with... Can I, no, no, I, I actually agree, agree with you a lot. Yeah. Oh, sure. I want to leave off with this one point is to just say this to Q. Uh, two things I want to say about the whole career everything. Number one, eh, Mark Cuban will keep him in line. He'll be fine. He, he He's not going to get in any trouble. He probably doesn't want to get in any trouble. He'll be fine. Let all those people talk shit. They probably don't even watch it. And number two, count your blessings. They could have sent his ass to the Raptors. <laughs> Yeah, on that uh, note, though, I, I'm I'm actually yeah. curious to know what uh, how how Mark Cuban thought that this was a good investment. I haven't looked into what Mark Cuban because thought Kyrie Irving is a great basketball player. He is yeah. an, an elite point guard. I mean, in terms of liabilities, as far as like uh, PR and uh, here's, stuff. Yeah. Here's, I, I think I think as long as you let him play in an environment where he can just like just be his fucking self and not have to the the problem that he had um the problem that he had in Cleveland was that he was constantly under the shadow of LeBron management. The problem that he had in Boston, I mean, Boston, the Celtics have just like this, this insanely dysfunctional management as well. Um, which I don't know if you saw like this, the quote unquote sex scandal. I don't really think of it as that, but yeah, a scandal that broke out with, uh, the, the Celtics earlier this year, um, that ended up losing them their head coach. Uh, and then the, uh, the problem with the Brooklyn Nets is, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets have always had incre- like just shit management. So I think for Kyrie, he's just ended up on some really bad teams that have insanely strict management and don't necessarily have the player's best interest at heart. He's, he was playing for three really hard teams to play for. I think playing on Dallas, where like the management style in Dallas is not, I wouldn't say loosey-goosey, but it's much more so like fill your role 
score points or play defense, just win us some championships. Like, they, like they don't generally give a shit what the players do in their free time or what their opinions are, because you don't really ever hear any controversies coming out of the Mavericks locker room. Generally, like the, uh, the weird shit that you hear comes out of like the Clippers locker room, the Lakers locker room, the Celtics locker room. But these are like legacy NBA teams that have, that have a, a, a very long history and also like are also well-known. Like there's some of the, uh, the premier teams in the league. Whereas with the Dallas Mavericks, they're more of an upstart team that only started winning cha- championships relatively recently. And they have an owner who's just like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck what their political opinions are or any of that. Just play some hmm. basketball and win championships. Yeah, and he's like, also like is, a pretty, yeah. pretty. Uh, he's got a pretty libertarian view of uh, how to run things as well. Like he, he yeah. will like you know let you have your opinions and stuff like that too. Sorry, sorry, Rory, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was, I was going to say that, that at the end of the day, I think the real reason why he will be fine, and I, I agree with that, is that you know the same reason why I think that in a lot of ways Kanye is going to want this option because he's very good at what he does. At the end of the day, like he's. He's good at he's good at basketball. He's really good, you know. And and, yeah. and at a certain point, like if you're really good, especially in a sport like you know where it, it's so player focused, like basketball, it's not like you know an ensemble. Wait a second, sport. did I say championships plural for Dallas? Because they only won. They, I think they only won one championship. If I'm... Maybe I. I look, I did your draft? Like, it, it was the it was it was 2011. The, the, yeah, the yeah. team that was led by Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know, what, like, yeah, why, why, maybe it's because they've hit, like, they've hit, like, uh, conference finals, and I'm pretty sure they hit, like, the, um, uh, the NBA finals more than once, but, yeah, but they, they've only had, like, a, a fairly consistent winning record, and, and, uh, and, uh, making the playoffs on a regular basis, it's only been relatively recent in the, uh, the history of the organization, which I think they, they only got founded, like, somewhere between, like, 78 or 81 or some shit, but, like, they're a pretty recent team, but, uh, yeah, Cuban's ownership style is like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so I guess yeah. the, the thing I was, I was I'm sure that, yeah, no, and, and that's the thing, same thing with Kanye. It's like, you know, it, it's funny, I follow the uh, R Kanye subreddit, and for like the two weeks after he was like on Alex Jones, it was all like, you know, if you want to donate to the ADL, here's a link. Like, if you want to donate to like the Holocaust Memorial, here's a link. And it was all yeah. people just like, I'm so offended. And then as soon as he dropped that, uh, what was it? Someday we'll all be free, or one day we'll all be free. Instantly, like sixty, like two thirds of them were like, "Well, you did it again, fellas! Yeah. Knocked it out of the park this yeah. time." It was one hundred percent. He was back, and and it was funny to watch people be like, "Wait, I thought this guy was like anti-Semitic." Like, yeah, I guess, but this this song kind of slaps, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's at the end of the day, like one downside because you know, I, I I do think that you're. You know, part of the point of this or the subject we're talking about here is I think the idea that sort of these ghosts of our former selves never leave us. Like it used to be that it, it would like a former version of ourselves would just kind of die in obscurity because it was never recorded. People never really remembered it unless there was, you know, something to remember. Like unless, you know, you were like an alcoholic or, you know, unless you were like horribly abusive to someone. If you were just had like kind of bad opinions people would have forgotten it by then. Like, I'm sure a lot of the people I like remember from my childhood had bad opinions back then, but like, I don't remember it. I'm just like happy to see somebody I remember from my childhood. Yeah. Like, you know, but now because of the internet, these, these ghosts of ourselves, these sort of like, you know, these, 
yeah, like zombie versions of ourselves keep on existing in this digital space that's easily searchable. You know, and, and it's like yeah. How do you, I mean, like, so I hold, think, hold like, up. The, before, before we, before we stand on that yeah. point, I just want to make sure that uh, Mantra got a word in here. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Mantra, um, hey. Hey, guys. Got to pay attention to the queue, guys. Um, so, I guess I might be slightly changing the subject, but I, I do kind of, um, I, I really liked your, the description of the episode, and I was thinking about how lately I've kind of been living in fear of becoming tomorrow's main, like, new, main story, main character. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, it's going to be your fault, Q. <laughs> <laughs> what did I because, do? Every, literally everything is my fault. Most of the things that I go into on Twitter and like say some obnoxious shit like, yeah. fuck you, you're being an asshole. It's like something you've retweeted into my, <laughs> into oh, my okay, stream. Okay. I'm like, okay. oh, you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. I have to go <laughs> yell at someone now. This is garbage. But... The other yeah, day. It's because I start bull- like I, I cannot control the impulse to bully people no, that have you're... terrible opinions. I know, especially I'm sorry. at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. Uh, the other day, okay, I was I was reading and it's so ridiculous. And this kind of goes back to what, you, what Rory was talking about with uh, like the way people will just be like, "Oh, that's that's uh, he's on the right wing now. That's crazy, right?" You were talking about Joey Swole, and uh, yeah. so what happened was I was reading this like thread on Twitter, this woman, she's a holistic therapist or something. And she talks about um, people who have people who grew up with immature parents. So basically anybody who grew up in the eighties probably had immature parents who like left them to do their own things. The kids ended up being more the parents than the kid, than the parents were, you know, I raised my little brother kind of thing. And um, so I tend to read her stuff because I find it interesting. And I was reading this thread, and then there was some. There was a guy who's kind of like, who who probably had a very similar upbringing to me. Like, you know, I don't like what you're saying because my dad did the best he could, and he worked hard, and it made me strong, right? And then, yeah. and I was like, yeah, like that's really sad. It's really sad that we have to, that we that we have to be so strong. But like, I can understand where he's coming from. This ass face, like this fucking loser comes in and goes oh todd no okay well you're obviously and i look i looked at your tweets and you're so right wing and i feel like people who are on the right wing feel this way and i'm like you fucking idiot as if (laughs) as if politics are the cause of our feelings no no no. our feelings are the cause of our politics our politics are a reflection of the way we see the world and the way we see the world is a reflection of our experiences, our traumas and how they pile up and how we interpret them and how we try to, you know, uh, navigate oh, I, the world through is, that. Is this the, is this the psychotherapist uh, or like psychologist that you're talking about? Someone called Dr. Dr. Nicole or somebody? Yes, yes. Nicole Para, I think her name is, yeah. Yeah, I see. I see your tweets are like yeah, shared, yeah. shared around a lot. Like, but I but I have heard that like she actually has like a um, that she actually supported Trump or something like that, but that's I, I mean, oh yeah, no, but I mean, this, this guy was yeah. talking about the the Todd guy who replied and said, "I don't like what you're saying because my dad worked hard, and I'm I was better for it, right?" Like he was saying, "Oh, because you're you're saying that because you're right wing," and I'm just like, "You're a freaking idiot! 
and but actually, yeah, loving your parents makes you right wing now. That's true. the reason. The reason. The reason that this is that this became an issue is because I replied back to that guy. Shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. Shut yeah. the fuck up. This is not about politics. You absolute. I can't remember what I said, but like I think I called him a name. And then he called me bitter, and I'm like, actually, I'm not bitter because I just fucking say it, say it like it is. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't hold these feelings in. I told you to shut the fuck up because I'm not going to hold that in. And I think a lot of, of it is is a failure. I, I'm sorry not to cut you off. Like, I, no, I, okay. I, I think a, a lot of it is a failure to understand. I said I was saying this to you a few weeks ago, but like, we don't really look at people as being sort of people anymore like it, it, they become yeah. these like it's like they're this way of like sorting people into like hats kind of or like sorting people into different baskets instead of like you know for example like oh joey swole like oh he's you know he, clearly he disagrees with the most histrionic tiktokers in the world like therefore he must be on the right wing pipeline as opposed yeah. to like looking back and going no this is just a guy that doesn't like people filming in gyms i'm sure like if you like a guy filming a woman, he would have the exact same opinion, right? It, there's like a consistency there, but because you're unwilling to really engage with this, like actually think about what somebody's saying and, and like yeah. actually engage with them as somebody that has opinions and and thoughts that are not wholly dictated by, you know, kind of groupthink by these, by like, you know, weird factions online you know, it, it creates this bizarre sort of sense of this need to have people be either, you know, right-wingers or left-wingers or this, that, and the yeah. other. And, it, and I get it, too. Like, I'm not a leftist, and people constantly call me a left. Like, constantly. These leftist it's, men. That's how and it's like, what, get referred yeah. to. These leftist men. And I'm like, but I'm, yeah, I'm not. And it's like, why do you, the, the question I have is like, why is it somehow worse for me to be a leftist than it is? To because be that's like, the only way they can, you know, keep you accountable. Because if you were not a leftist, then anything that they say will not apply to you. And therefore, like, you cannot be berated. Because, like, the only way yeah. that you can be yelled at is if you, if they acknowledge you as a leftist first. And so they will actually impose that upon you you yeah. have to impose like i mean for example like i mean if, if you were to you can either call joe rogan a right winger or a or a shitty bernie supporter like if you were to <laughs> label him as a bernie supporter then you can trash him for all of these takes including like the fact that he was like DeSantis curious like recently but if you were to like say that he's a right winger then you can just like completely dismiss him so these are like the only two ways in which uh people want to engage with uh somebody in the present day especially you know among liberals like you're either on their side and you're a piece of shit uh, and they have to, you know, like make you fall in line or you're against them and they hate your guts anyway. Yeah. And, and it it's, just makes, you know, it just makes it ahead. really hard to actually engage with people and have like real, like, that's what I thought, you know, that's what Twitter kind of started out to be, but it became super toxic. And I like this comment from Swindelium. Something has shifted where we treat every social media user as if, they're seeking political office. I like that a lot. I think that's yeah, no, it, that's exactly what it, yeah. I was. I was saying to I was saying to Rory. That's where I noticed that this started. I think it started with John Kerry um, in the run up to the 2004 election, where he was for the Iraq War before he was against it. He you know switched his position on the Iraq War. Yeah. And I've noticed that over time, it's gradually just trickled down to individual people, where you might have said a thing or might have believed a thing years ago. But obviously, 
Like this is sort of like a ship of Theseus problem. Like sure, you occupy the same body, but your your mind has your mind is plastic. Like there, you experience neuroplasticity over the course of your lifetime until you get like, until your brain fucking calcifies and you get dementia. But you're constantly going to be reevaluating things that you thought you believed. You're going to be weighing information that you've learned today against what you thought you knew yesterday. And while you're not always going to be changing your mind, most people generally evolve in terms of their worldview. Mm-hmm. And if you're running for public office, I can see how you would want consistency because you want to know what you're voting for. But people don't have constituents. Like if you don't, if you're not elected to public office, you don't have constituents. And yet we treat people like they do have constituents and therefore they're not allowed to change or grow or evolve over time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's how like uh, on Twitter, everybody acts like a journalist. Or like uh, yeah. at least uh, at it's least so the people true. who write for like uh, you know the the Guardian. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, gonna say yeah, it's it's journalists that work for the Huffington Post. But yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, like like a half poor blogger essentially. Like everything is like you're writing for the Daily Dot. Like everything is now every little microaggression is reportable, and like you're walking yeah. around with your dictaphone. Oh, God, God, uh, there's so. like a tweet somewhere, and like for every tweet, there's five reaction articles to it. Like, come on. Let's just yeah, so it's, it's, and, and yeah, and I, I think it, yeah. Oh, no, I, all I was gonna say is I don't want to know your politics. I just like, can we not just like know each other as a people? You know what I mean? Like, who fucking cares what people's politics are? And, and part of it, I, I would also add, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I don't like, I just don't want to hear about it from people. You know, it's like, I just, I like people. You know, there are people that I like, and there are people that, you know, I'm okay with, and people I don't really like that much. And, and over time, you just learn that politics has very little to do with it. A lot of it comes down to, like, temperament. You know what I mean? Like, if this is a person that, like, I don't care if you're, like, you know, maybe more conservative. But, like, if you're going to cause drama, if you're going to do, like, backbiting, if you're going to be, like, really catty and, like, you know, just go behind people's backs. Like, I don't want you in my life, like, regardless of what yeah. your political opinions yeah, are. You exactly. know? And, and you know, I, I don't want to reference a, a certain streamer drama going on now, which we've all, we, you know. Yeah, we don't even have to reference it, but. Those, those <laughs> but but the point I'm trying to say is it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, even though this person maybe, or even though people online may have political views at one point that we agree with, like, at the end of the day, like, what the more important thing is whether or not, you know, this is somebody that you can trust with, you know, Fair, to treat you with sort of fairness and with, you know, fairness and good dealings, right? And, and kind of a level of trustworthiness. And if they're not trustworthy, they can have the most copacetic opinions with you. They can mirror your opinions to the T, but you don't want to associate with that person, right? That yeah. person is, because ne- you know, deep down, like, this is going to cause me drama down the line. It's better to have somebody that, like, you disagree with. And and I hate to say this, but the right wing is actually a little better about this. Like, I, I follow a lot of, like, gun tubers. And it's funny when they'll get into, like, political fights with each other. And, and it's just like, I love you, brother, but I disagree with this post. Yeah. You know, but you're still cool. You're still a great guy. And I, I, I respect you and I love your content, but you I know, disagree. What's really funny is that, did you see how uh, Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro got into some bullshit about... I don't even know what the hell it was about. I know that they uh, some contract, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the, I'm like, but that is the first time that I can really remember two right wingers going at each other like that. Because that and it and it also dies down. Yeah, yeah. Sure, the left is really bad. Like, we're people who are on the left are really bad at just being friends. 
and like letting it be about. <laughs> oh, there are no. Th- th- listen, there there is no honor among thieves. There are no friends in leftist circles. There are only like temporary alliances of convenience. I can't be like that. You know this cue. Well, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not friends. like. Here's the thing. I'm not like that either, and that's why. You're I think my friend. I, I've known I, you for so well, long. How, we've met. Holy shit! So how long, long did we ago. meet? We, we were met. liberals. <laughs> we were. It was. Uh, it was when I it moved was, downtown, and it must yeah. have been like the 2000. No, it was when. It was Trudeau before, was running it, for leadership. It was, it was before Trudeau's. Time. No, it was before Trudeau's leadership. It was at the back yeah. when Trinity Spadina was Trinity Spadina, and not yeah. like Spadina Fort York and yeah. University of Rosedale. Exactly. So that must have been like 2011-ish or 2012 at the latest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we've been friends mm-hmm. for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. Was, and, was like, it before or after the, your? Huh? Sorry, was it before or after your Trudeau photo op? Uh before yeah. We, we. Yeah, we made friends before <laughs> yeah. that happened. And yeah. uh, photo op. He just came down to the campaign office and took a picture with me because I was on the phone. <laughs> Dude, I have a Beto photo op. How cool is that? <laughs> but here's the thing: as many times, as many times as Mantra and I have had disagreements over the years, and again, we've been like, she's been to my house, she's met my wife and kids. Like we've, and as many times as we disagreed with each other, how many times have we just like completely fucking fallen out? Never. It's never happened. I've never been like mad at you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been mad at you. Now I might have disagreed with you on some shit, yeah. and then we talk it out. And even if we yeah. don't agree on it, it's like okay, we just we just agree to disagree, whatever. But that's but just Mant- not what happens now. Everything but is, just, is not after- is the Thunderdome. But but yeah, like, is not your not after your audience. I think that's the well, that's difference. Well, that's yeah, that's and, like, well, not after your audience. Yeah, well, like Q. I mean, Q and I like last night we were having like a debate about something, and and. And I honestly thought to myself, like, even though I, I think I'm right about this, like, or this was a, a couple of days ago, actually, but like, I, I thought to myself, like, look, you know, even though Q is right, even though like I, I agree, I disagree with his take on this post, like, I value the friendship more than I do like this ethereal. More than being post. right, exactly. 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 So and, of and course Rory, I will. Rory, what happened when, uh, when, like, you pretty much had your point of view, I had my point of view, so we pretty much hit a brick wall, and what did I say to you? Let's just I stop said, talking. Yeah, I said, I don't think we're going to agree on this, so we should just drop it. And what yeah, happened? And, we dropped it. We dropped it, and it was fine. And, and I think yeah. that's a level of, of treating... I think the main reason why this happens more, I think, maybe more politically left people, is that there is an expectation that your political opinions need to influence and impact every aspect of your life, right? Right. You have to live your convictions. And on one hand, like there is maybe some nobility That's true that. insofar as yourself but, like you should have integrity in your political opinions that doesn't mean that you never change your mind on anything but like yeah, or, how, how or, you how you like the politics that you have should be in keeping with your personal values like i think that's pretty basic but that doesn't mean that everybody else has to subscribe to them the same way that you do how, yeah, how and, much and, of that is like a social media phenomenon versus a leftist phenomenon you think because like uh, the, the concept of you know uh, who are you accountable to I, it comes back to that like wh- why are why are you uh, as a man i'm just joking but like why are you kind of trying to constantly like police uh, somebody else on uh, how good or bad a leftist they who are has and like that think, kind of time exactly yeah and and i think yeah, I and if this has more to do with the structure of social media more than uh, the concept of like leftist organizing itself, because like if you're if you're or accountable to an organization, that's like a set of rules that are written, you know, like written down, and you can like easily measure. You can get voted up and voted down and stuff like that. But if it's like a social media paradigm, then it's just individuals like you know headless chickens running around. 
I feel like that it's it's more of like a platform issue more than a well, you know more than a political ideology I, issue. I, I think I, the the reason why I say that it is make, the why I think it might be have something to do. I mean, I think it has to do a little bit with both, honestly. But is because, like I said, you know, with with right wing influencers, like I, you know, they don't seem to have there. There's this understanding that it's like yes, you have your political views, but also like I recognize that I don't that I also kind of just as a person, I like you, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push this as far. And, and I will say that there is infighting, like maybe not as as dramatic as the Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder, but there there is a little more of a, a little more bonhomie, you might say, between right wingers than there is amongst the left, where it's just like daggers out over the most just like turning points of like weird discourse that they might not really uh, like not even understand but like the context like weird tendential shit or like who likes whose tweet or who's following who's following who it's it's so low level and it's just there it's like knives out and and i think a lot of that has to do with this idea that it's like you have to be that that you your persona online your political persona has to be you where in reality it's just business, right? At the end of the day, you are running a business. Like that's who you're doing. If you're a political streamer, your your political views are now your business. If you're a like an OnlyFans girl that does post a lot of political content, that is your business, right? And and the extent that you have to separate your business from your personal life is is, is that, right? Like if you don't separate those, you will dry, You will become so consumed by it. By this like endless media cycle that you will it will drive you insane. It'll it'll push you down a very dark path. Two, you know, and, and eventually, why like I why I think like you know I, I, on the one hand, yeah, it's the social media platform, and the other hand, like I think like two reasons. Uh, one, I uh, the the comparison with the HuffPo blogger, I think, is like uh, very telling because this is essentially a way by which I have seen. Uh, these so-called quote-unquote journalists like go up and down their careers like they actually literally cost people jobs and take their jobs and things like that so this is like a very uh, toxic sphere I've realized Uh, and the second thing is like it's so fascinating how much this is similar to uh, an intra whether it's pentagon or CIA I'm not sure Uh, but there's like a, a program where you like basically gain points by telling on each other but essentially a tattling on each other will give you incentives kind of program. And it's so fascinating that like it has become the social media norm. Uh, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm not like trying to be a tinfoil hatter here, but like, I think like essentially it's a combination of this, like, you know, you, you kind of like scalp somebody else in order to uh, get their job. It's like a common uh, occurrence. It seems like in, in the, the blogosphere. And like uh, the second thing is uh, that like, you know, uh, it, it does seem a lot like a very, intelligence uh you know agency kind of internal protocol kind of like seeping out of the borders of its uh operation like you know into the into the real world uh that we're living in my my disagreement there would just be that because the thing is hold up hold up hold up before we get into that i just want to make sure that uh rich and uh, yeah Steve rich that's there. oh yeah, yeah rich. which has been yeah, really yeah. guys got to watch the queue uh, yeah. Up, well, that's that's why that's where you're. That's why we have you, Q. I mean, that's that's what, where your name. What does it say? Is. What does it say, motherfucker? What does it say below your name? Be- below Bork. What does it say? Ah, uh, yeah, moderator. It says mo- Yeah, so moderate, bitch ass. What's up, Rich? How you doing? Boy, boy, moderator. 
hey, what's what's up? Uh, I, I was gonna let I, I was gonna like uh, Bork and Karthik. Did I pronounce that per- correctly? I'm sorry. Karthik, yeah, go ahead. Karthik, uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna like y'all can finish up your point, and uh, I'll just go off that if you want. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I noticed, I noticed right. that, no, I noticed that you hopped right in after I started talking about the Mavericks. So I feel like you got some NBA shit to talk about. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, I, like, at first I was, because, like, I was like, ah, it's, like, some sporting disagreements, but not that important. But I was going to loop into, like, the larger conversation you guys were having about, like, relationships nowadays and kind of what seems to be exacerbated by the presence of the Internet and social media. Um, but basically, like, what I was – my whole point, the, the point that I was thinking of is that um, – do you guys remember that Chef Waymo, like, thing that happened with the – Chef, like a, a guy who he used to be on Twitter as Waymo. Uh, he. No. Oh, like, wait a second. Wait a second. Didn't he? Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. He, he's he a, got he's big a, on like TikTok. a lawyer in Houston. Yeah. He got big on TikTok or something uh, doing like chef's recipes. And then yeah. some people like pulled up some old tweets. He like some greasy tweets he made about black women. Yeah, where he was just okay. uh, oh uh, yeah 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 nasty. like they were yeah. nasty tweets about black women, especially like dark skinned black women. Yeah yeah yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. And it feels like yeah. So my whole thing with Waymo is that uh, I I like I don't feel that bad for him, uh, mainly because one you were talking greasy, uh, and two it seemed like the entire because he already had deleted his account or at least like made his account inactive before where he was talking greasy and it seemed like he really wanted to double back into the like proverbial uh social media fame whatever his degree of fame was because he did have like a pretty decent follower account he would interact with folks xyz uh but it seemed like he, he was so thirsty for that that social media itch that interaction itch to be uh for his existence his online existence to be consumed by others and to be appreciated by others that he came back as a chef uh as a tiktok chef where his real government name is waymond and the tweets where he was talking greasy were under the at like waymo and he just never and the thing that amazed me is that if you have a very particular name like that i imagine there aren't a million waymans in in houston right, right. uh and you have an at that's connected to your government name, uh, why would you want to double back? Are you so thirsty to be famous, so to say, that you're willing to risk not only your job, but also risk the feds having to get involved with your job because you were talking greasy and now (laughs) someone has to ask the question, did we violate someone's civil rights? All because you wanted to you you weren't happy just sharing what you cooked with your friends, with people in your community, with people who you might really be, uh, to, like you guys were talking about with being accountable to, people that you might actually be accountable towards, whereas the internet, the only thing that can come from the internet is they can look up your name, look up your job, and yep. make things worse. Yeah. No, seriously, like, there's really nothing yeah. else to add to that. The thing is, like, people really have to understand that Social media generally has like it. It looks it's kind of fool's gold. It looks like it has these amazing upsides. Like you can go viral. People will start following you. Maybe like a product or service that you're selling will like pop off, or maybe like the career that you're really hoping for, you you land it. But that's like winning the lottery. There is limited upside and almost infinite downside. And the thing is, again, 
because people treat all Twitter users as if they're public figures, and even according to the UK, like I think it's if you have more than like 30,000 on Twitter followers, you are considered a public figure. But people assume that like they can treat you like they can treat a celebrity who has like lawyers and a PR team and like a manager and agents and all that stuff. But people are just generally going about their day-to-day existence and all of us have dumb thoughts that cross our minds and sometimes we put them on the internet. I yeah, think, the- I think there's, I think there's a little bit more social grace that can be afforded. And also, I don't know, it's just, especially coming from the political left for the, cause again, like I don't really see the right doing, they do it to people on the left, but I don't see them really do it to themselves. They might have like a little shit fit for like a day or two. And then, you know, everything just resolves back to normal, but this is cop behavior. Like this is shit that for, for a crowd of people that claim to be police ab- or uh, like prison abolitionists or want to abolish the police. It's like, okay, you want to abolish the police and replace them with yourselves, the fucking panopticon. Yeah, I mean, literally, I got into a fight with this journalist who wanted to, like, have a journalist adjudicate, like, sexual assault accusations. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah, it's like, yeah, ACAB, you are the cops. Like, that, you are now, like, putting yourself into this. Yeah, and they'll always say, like, well, you know, we just want to hold them accountable. I'm like, look, if you think that these things are as bad as, as you claim, which I think they are, I mean, they definitely are the accountability is going to be extreme because they're ex- it's extreme malfeasance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of these things where you're right. It's like, it really is like cop behavior where I don't necessarily know how many people want to abolish the police as much as they want to become them, right? Like the, they want the ability to police as much, just that it's just they want that ability, not so much this other group. It was like that yeah, um, yeah. that union organizer. This was, I feel like, a year ago, but she was basically saying, like, well, you know, like, as you know, in a union, like, just because you're in a union doesn't like you can't get fired for like on the drop of a hat for saying something slightly, you know, off color. And it's like, well, no, that is actually like one of the main benefits of the union. And in fact, that's one of the big selling points of a union. It's like you won't lose your job because of some like petty disagreement you got into with somebody online just because your you know your company decided that that was not the sort of social media image they want to curate right you have these sorts of options it's like you know it's not that you want to really empower workers or you want to represent their interests like no what you want is to be the hr department (laughs) you want to like you know take it over and and yeah Yeah, you're right my fault. No, go ahead. I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, you just touched on exactly a point that I that it crossed my head like 15 minutes ago, um, which is that it seems like so much of the media's uh, uh, culpability or their partnership in these, like, if you want to call them internet pylons, and whether or not like all the people who get piled on are deserving or not that that's up to you to decide because I don't pay attention to every pylon, but it seems like when the media hops onto like these various pylons and make them news stories, so to say, and they put their authority behind it as a media company and they're like, Oh, X, Y, Z person 
lost their job or they might lose their job because Twitter doesn't like them. It feels a bit like the bosses, so to say, or not to get too political, uh, but like those who control the workers and things like that. It seems like that is their way of basically, uh, I don't know how the best way to put this, basically disciplining workers again where they're saying ah oh, we might not be able like we're the the boss might like you're on the job site boss might not feel comfortable firing you for a tweet uh like they won't fire you for a tweet that like if a co-worker brought it in it had no retweets it had no favorites uh, no one else had seen it the boss might just be like okay uh, delete the tweet and uh whatever whereas the internet all like dogpiling and making a big fuss about it seems like now they can go from it being ah oh, this was a bad tweet a bad thought or bad saying or whatever it is bad utterance to ah oh, now you're a liability because you're bringing all this public eye uh onto your place of work and yeah, which, it feels you know, it I feels mean, real greasy oh yeah and and it makes sense in a very limited case like you know if these people are like you know media if like anderson cooper is just like just, you know, texting slurs or something. Like, yeah, that can reflect badly. But, like, when it's, like, a plumbing company, when it's, like, a, you know, like, oh, you're, like, a random, like, accountant at, like, E&Y, and you're getting blown out, when you're just, like, a random, like, private practice attorney, it's, like, no, like, these are not public-facing jobs. Your politics do are not going to play a role in that. Like, there's... This image management is just getting completely out of hand. And I, I do think, and this is my personal opinion, that there is a bit of a, a, a tide change on this one, where I think that slowly companies are realizing, like, like it doesn't, like, firing the person doesn't really matter anymore. Like, it, it, and that the people that are complaining are, like, just not, like, you don't need to listen to them. Anymore. Like, you never really did, but there was this sense that I think like you had to listen to these people online because, oh, you know, look at this online backlash we're getting. But I think what they found was that yeah. it didn't really matter. Like whether or not you, you know, listen to the online backlash or didn't in a lot of cases, especially if you're an established company, made no difference whatsoever, right? Not. I love like to say as a Kyrie Irving fan and a Luka Doncic fan, <laughs> I think that's I win the ring this year. That was a great trade. Uh, I'm also half Jewish, so you can't call me anti-Semitic. My grandpa was a Holocaust survivor. Uh, I love Kyrie Irving, though, and I love Luka Doncic. That was an amazing trade. I, I can't believe that that happened. I, I can't speak to that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I know Having them both on the same team again, that puts them back in championship caliber status. So I I don't know. I, I'm, actually, I'm actually just a little bit upset because, like, the Raptors are struggling right now on like we, we had, we had probably like one of the most dynamic starting five in the league a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah, the 2019 season, uh, yeah, the, the 18, 19 season was just, it was fucking phenomenal. And we've been trying to like catch that lightning in a bottle over again. And I don't think it's just going to happen. I think we're going to have to, we got to build our team around Scotty Barnes. I think it, they're even going to let go of Gary Trent. They're talking about letting go of uh, Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, which, like, all right, if they're going to do that, let's just rip the Band-Aid off already. But we desperately need, uh, a, really- like, we need a play- we need a playmaker. We, like, we need a veteran point guard. And I was kind of hoping low-key that we would somehow pull off a way to get Kyrie, but 
I don't think he'd, I mean, A, I don't think he'd want to play here, but, and he B, I mean, moving, yeah, moving in the same conference is just like, it's not, not really the, not really the wave. Like Brooklyn's not going to uh, trade to, not even like in the same conference, but also in the same division. Like they're not, they're not going to trade to a team that's in the East, but like right next door. And on top of that, I have a sinking feeling that the moment he showed up in Toronto, Toronto press would do the exact same shit. Talk about Kyrie being so problematic. And I'm actually glad he can go somewhere that he can just play basketball and nobody gives a fuck about any of that stuff. Yeah, Mark Cuban's Jewish, by the way. You know, uh, everyone's like, <laughs> that out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, he, I don't think he would have stayed in Toronto, just like Kawhi didn't want to stay in Toronto. Unfortunately, you know, I personally, I feel like Toronto represents Canada. It should be a bigger, it should be a bigger, like, place to go. But for whatever reason, players don't want to go there. It's a, it's a backwater. I mean, to, to a lot of NBA players, it seems like a backwater. But to be honest, like, like I, I think Toronto's a better place to play for, for example, than, like, New York. Like, we're a hey, way better oh, yeah. city and market than, than the Knicks or the Nets have. We're a and way you know, better market. We're a better market than I think even the Chicago Bulls have. I think you like to get a better market than Toronto, you'd have to go like out to the West Coast, because I, I think the only market in the East or actually doesn't no. I, I think overall the only market in the East Coast that's more fun for a player would probably be like Miami. Yeah, Miami. Otherwise, like, because no one no one gives a shit about the Knicks anymore. Brooklyn, yeah. People- on in Brooklyn, but you saw what happened with Harden and Kyrie. Can people uh, even name like five players on the Knicks right now? Like just off the top of your head, you can't. Um, RJ Barrett. Um, let me see. Struggling. I'm sorry, the RJ Barrett. I sh- I should know this mm-hmm. because I watched the Knicks game. I don't earlier. think it's. I I think I think it was probably around like 2021. Oh yeah, Randy. Where I stopped being able to name the next starting five. I forgot. Rand, Randall, uh, Julian, Rand, uh, Julian Randall. Yeah, Julius, Julius Randall. Julius Randall. Julius Randall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. okay, so it's, it's Julius Randall, um, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Quentin Grimes, um, Jalen Brunson, and Jericho Sims. That's their starting five. Oh, yeah, Jalen Brunson. That's the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, but, like, but that's the thing. No, like, I hate to say it, but people don't know these players generally. Like, the Knicks has just, like, as a franchise, has just fallen right the fuck up. And you know, you know what I think it happened? I think they cursed themselves by accident when, um, fuck, who was it that got thrown out of the Knicks? It was uh, Patrick Ewing that got thrown out of uh, Madison Square wait, Garden. Remember no, that? No, 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 Charles Oakley did. Charles I know, Oakley yeah. Was it, was it Oakley or was it Patrick Ewing? No, it was Charles Oakley that got thrown okay, out. okay. Yeah, that was so disrespectful, and then a lot of fans hated him, hated Dolan because of it. I just think you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a lifelong Lakers fan. Sorry, so, no, you are right. It was it was Oakley, and not only not only did he get ejected, they fucking like they put him in cuffs. Yeah, I'm I, you oh. know as a as a Charles Oakley. As a lifelong Lakers fan, we really don't understand why you guys care about the Knicks much because you're you're. <laughs> Uh, no, hey, listen, I, I, I don't listen. I don't care. Before the Raptors were around, my team was the Chicago Bulls. And call me a fanboy if you want, but I was into the Chicago Bulls since I was like seven years old. So wait, 
like back before they even drafted Jordan, right? I'm a Bulls fan. The Bulls too. were my team. Yeah, because he's my favorite player. So I, I think he's better than LeBron. Pistons? Uh, no, I, I actually was not a Pistons fan. I was not a Pistons fan because uh, they came to play um, uh, like a what do you call those games that don't even really count? Like uh, exhibition yeah, match. They, uh, they came to. Exhibition, yeah. They came to play an exhibition game at the Sky Dome before we even had a basketball team here. This was way back in, like, the mid-90s, like, the early 90s, actually. Not mid-90s, early 90s. And um, people, like, were trying to get their autographs. They were trying to get the Pistons autographs before they got back on their bus. And they were fucking mean to people. It was just like, yeah. yo, you're, you're in, like, you're in a, one of the biggest potential markets. Because at that time, like, they were talking about getting a basketball team here, but it's still... Was, it still hadn't materialized. And everybody was so hyped just to see the Pistons play here. And they just Did wanted you? to get some autographs. And they were just like, yeah, no, f- fuck off. Right. Did you hear about the story with Scottie Pippen and Future? When Future was a kid and he tried to get an autograph from Scottie Pippen? What? Had- oh, really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and the Future can turn around and snake his wife. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is, that, that that is really- amazing. Scotty oh, that is that is some that is listen. That's a long term plan. You know what? I respect future now. I have that one in oh, my opinion. Well, future, mean, if that's true, yeah. I mean, personally, I feel like future and Young Thug are better than Tupac and Biggie. So, like, I respect them. Man, on listen. Remember how Rory? Remember when we talked about the importance of agreeing to disagree? So, <laughs> me and Michael are going to agree, agree to disagree right now. So, Saeed can hop on. What's up, Saeed? Yeah. Oh, what's up? Can I be heard? Yes, you sure can. thing. Of course you can. All right, awesome, awesome. So I, I just say that because like talk your shit, my brother. Teach these right. people. Teach these devils. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, the, the first step, the first thing I, w- I want to talk about. I'm just going to shotgun like like three points. The first thing, like um, Matra in the beginning when she was talking about how she's afraid of getting canceled and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think we should keep in mind that these people only have as much power as we give them. Yep. So, th- so yeah, yeah, they they can like railroad your life, whatever. But it's only if we like agree that these people have power. If we ignore these people, like you we should, you have to care. That's the important part. You have to exactly care. Yeah, exactly. If you ignore them, they can't they can't affect your life. Um, uh, excuse me. Sorry, just eating a chicken sandwich while you guys were talking. I was actually kind of happy you guys were talking. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we gave you time to yeah. Yeah. Digest? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then next thing is just like basketball. I, I, I like. I've gotten way more into basketball um, as like a way to like relax and not think about politics and all this other stuff while I'm on Twitter or whatever. Just talk sports and whatever. Who's your top five or something? Yeah. So, so I really, I, I, I was really um, following the Kyrie story and everything. Who's my top five of all time? Yeah. Or right now, all time. Of course, Jordan's number one. I got LeBron yeah, number I- two. Hmm? I I kind of agree with that. I, I to be honest, although there's uh, there's really no debate. I, I and, and I, I I'm actually not a LeBron hater. People people will say I'm a LeBron hater and a LeBron meat rider, depending on like anytime I defend LeBron, I'm a, I'm a LeBron meat rider. Anytime I hate, I, um, say something that like criticizing LeBron, I'm a LeBron hater. But no, LeBron. He look. He won the Defensive Player of the Year. He won the MVP, and he won the finals MVP in the same year. Not only yeah, that. Yeah, LeBron's a beast, man. They're averaging 38 points a game. You know, that that's nuts. Yeah, but, but, but I, I have him behind Jordan, though. I think Jordan, at his peak, even though Jordan's peak is short, we're going to talk about that, because of his play style, Jordan had a short peak. 
but his peak he, he peaked higher than any other player like like if you look at the stat like this is this youtuber called jimmy high, high roller you, have you guys heard of him no he does video no. essays about basketball and it's really good man he's really really well edited and you could tell that he he knows what he's talking about when he's talking basketball and he's a lot of passion for i i, I like his videos and he he goes into um he, he, he talks about like the um jordan versus lebron and goes into like Jordan's stats, and bro, Jordan is just, just he's on another level, especially in, in during his first three peat. Like he peaked higher than any other player in terms of every almost every stat. It's crazy, but but yeah, I have Jordan for number one, LeBron for two, I have Kareem three, because Kareem, even though people hate on Kareem, Kareem is like his career is crazy. First, first he goes in like his rookie year and wins a ring. Which is almost impossible. Like, look, look at look at young players right now. We the, usually when when you have a championship team, you have to trade the young players because they can't they can't make that jump in the first year. Kareem comes in championship ready and everything, wins his first ring, puts up crazy stats throughout the sevens and everything, dominates the entire era. Like Kareem is crazy. Then I have Magic behind Kareem. That's four players. And who is my number five? For five, I'm gonna put Kobe. Yeah, Magic and Kobe. You have Magic yep. ahead of Kobe. Magic and then yep. Kobe. Yeah, Magic played no Magic defense. Magic is though. more. First of all, first of all, what what does Kobe do better than Magic, bro? People need to stop disrespecting Magic. He plays Magic defense. defense. He was he was he was. Man, this is one of the times you're actually going to hear me agree this, with Michael. Kobe only first played defense during his like. Hmm? All those defensive players and stuff. Defense. Like, Kobe was winning that. But like um, when he was with Shaq, at, at, when when he was by himself, Kobe was not playing defense like that. Sure, he, sure he can lock in on certain plays, but like he was not playing defense, but like, on, on the level that yeah, he was like when he was with Shaq. Sorry, so you broke the rule. You said yeah, not like what? LeBron. I would rather have Kobe than LeBron. Honestly, to be honest, on defense, yeah. I would put on Kobe defense. on the same level as LeBron. I, I would put Kobe on the same level as LeBron, but I'm a Laker fan, so like I'm biased. Definitely Jordan number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's your fifth? I, I said I said Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Kobe. That's my top five. That's a good top five. I like all that. Three of them are Lakers. That's awesome. Oh, four of them are Lakers. Yeah, Lakers are crazy. It's a crazy franchise. And I also have Wilt in my top ten, but that's another thing. But um, that, what was I saying? I was talking about yeah, I was talking about like Kyrie and um in Dallas, bro. They're gonna go crazy. Um. Like Kyrie and um and Luca, even if they just play your turn, my turn, that would be crazy. <laughs> they, they're going to destroy that the is going to be that. Yeah, that my, 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 Kyrie was the exact type of player Luca needed. My only that was about that was the player Luca needed. Something to take the last Yeah, yeah. But my, my only reservation about this team is I don't, is uh, it's like personality differences. Like, are they going to have like some pissing contest type thing? Like, um. Because when Luca had Christoph Porzingis, even though he had other problems with him, like I feel like part of that is like Luca just can't handle not being in the spotlight a little bit. I don't know, but I'm, but I, but I'm, I might be reading into. I, I think that was Christoph. I I think that was Porzingis's fault, to be honest. I think he'll Porzingis be fine. Was never Kyrie. healthy. Though. I think there are other reasons why he would hate him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I I, I think I think Porzingis was a. Uh, was jealous of Luca and all the intention mm-hmm. he got. I think Kyrie will be fine with Luca because it's just like playing with LeBron, and he was perfect with playing with LeBron. Yeah, the only difference yeah. is Luca can't play defense. But yeah, yeah, this is this is exciting. This is the mm-hmm. and 
this is what I love about NBA over NFL is, is the trademark deadline because now all of a sudden we got a new contender. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, before I, it was I, just I the Bucks. The the I can't see all those black guys getting concussion and stuff like that, man. I can't, I can't, I can't ride with that, man. man I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I know that people love that. I'm at a point man. now where I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like watching NFL is like you're, and if, and I say this as somebody who's, I, I, I grew up a. Bucks, I, I, I don't want to like. I grew up a Bucks and Raiders like, fan. Like football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I grew, I grew up as a as a Bucks and uh, a Bucks fan and a Raiders fan. I've never been able to really like choose between those two teams as to like which mm-hmm. is my favorite. But I don't know, man. Like after all of these years, and after like like I was I played wide receiver myself in in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like I even uh, played football at the same time. Uh, in high school as Win- Vince Wilfork. He was in, uh, um, I-, I played at his school until I got transferred over to, to Lake Worth. But I, I I just, I can't, in all honesty, I-, I-, I don't feel good watching football anymore. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. It's just so violent, man. And, and, and I- I- I'm not against, like, people getting hurt in sports or whatever. Like, every every sport puts puts um, pressure on your body. Like, it's just, just how it is, but... Football, like I, I, the way people like get mangled and stuff. Like, uh, not, there, there's a story about this other guy who, who he was a college ball player. I'm forgetting his name, but like, he gets tackled and like his his his, his legacy is because it gets completely mangled and like all his other friends are like players like standing around watching him. It's it's I, I just can't get with football, but yeah. And the, and the, the one that. was um, who was that guy Joe Theismann, the one that that Lawrence Taylor fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Joe Theismann. What is his leg got basically disconnected? Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's the guy. The bone popped out. Like I don't want to yeah, see man. that. Shit. Exactly. I, I mean, that's so crazy to me, man. The more Hamlin, that was scary. Honestly, that was a, that was that that was the only time the Mar Hamlin situation was the first time I've ever watched an NFL game where I was like. Wow, this, this is yeah, kind of like, scary. I really, yeah, I really don't feel good about this. That's that's kind yeah. of how I felt about that. I felt the and I, I was proud of the yeah. players for refusing to play. Um, and even though they they the Bengals and and the Bills got screwed out of the first seed because they did that, but um, I think it was great that they refused to play. Um, it's fucked up that they had to refuse to play to get the NFL not to, to cancel that game. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, and then, you know, the culture is a little messed up because the first thing out of Demar Hamlin's mouth when he opened, when he woke up was, did we win the game? Yeah. 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 And you have and people like you have people talking about how they should have continued the game. I just don't like football. That's man. insane, I bro. I just that's don't insane. like it, bro. I don't like the culture around it. I don't like the, I don't like the fans of football. I don't know, man. But but no, but I but think, that, I think that, I think uh-huh. that uh, NBA, like out of all the uh, you know NHL, NBA, and uh, NFL, like out of, out of the, the three major leagues, then there's also like you know um, major league soccer, but it's just not as large uh, presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like not in America. I, yeah, I, I watch. Like, I, I watch your soccer. Yeah, I watch. Yeah, oh yeah. Watch if you want to talk about great normal fan bases, European soccer, <laughs> let me tell you, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most normal. I love every time there's like a racism scandal, like, and you just compare it to like European soccer, where they're just like throwing bananas onto the field when like a black guy gets on. It's it's insane. Like European soccer fans are like mental on a whole like different 
like yeah. stratosphere. It's yeah. weird. Well, too. I mean, that all that all being said, though, I think like the the I don't know. Like I, I I watch hockey, but you never see me talk about NHL on Twitter because their fan base is just toxic and for the most part fucking racist. Um, mm-hmm. So I just I, I don't feel, like I don't feel. I'm, and the thing is, I'm a long suffering Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So, like, I would very much like to talk about <laughs> hockey, but the fan base just makes me not want to do it. And hey, bro, all, all your all your teams are struggling right now, bro. The Raptors need to blow dog. up. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> all your teams are struggling. <laughs> I know. So Q's gonna hate me because I grew up in LA and Tampa, and I've been to both. Oh Stanley. fuck you! I've buddy. been to the K- LA. Ten- yeah, Tampa is like the uh, team that just spoils our playoff hopes every year. Mm-hmm. And I. The Tampa Bay, uh, the first Lightning, Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning Stanley Cubs. So those are my two favorite teams in NHL, even though I don't really follow the other. I don't follow NHL properly except for those two teams. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're going to hate the fact. I'm not a front runner. I grew I, I I moved to the Tampa when I was when I was. You 16. know what, though? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Toronto was struggling per se. It's just. I don't really have a lot of confidence that they're going to get past the first round of the playoffs this year. Like we, we haven't Toronto really... could become a good team, but they just gotta um they yeah. gotta trade some dudes and they gotta bring in a star. Like, like, like uh, it was like... weird. We had like mm-hmm. one of we had like a geriatric team for a significant portion of the two thousands and then we ended up having like so we had like the oldest team in the NHL and then we ended up ha- ended up having like one of the youngest rosters in the NHL and they just haven't been able to build a roster that clicks. Obviously like we're going to have to build a roster around around um like key players. I just like uh I don't know. I don't think we should I don't think we should trade Marner at fuck. Which players which players do I think we should trade off? I don't even know. Why do you guys just switch teams? Why do you guys got to stay Because bro. man, because <laughs> Because, like, yeah. you just, you, you can't, you can't, like, I've been a Leafs fan my entire life. I'm not just going to jump on some other bandwagon now, but. I, like, right now, for NBA, I'm rooting yeah. for, I'm rooting for the Bucks to win, the Mavs to win, and the Clippers to win. One of those yeah. three. I, I, I don't even have a, have a team when I, when I play the NBA. I just, I just want everybody, to, I just like to see the competition. I just, I don't, because, because yeah. I, I got into basketball relatively recently, or, like, I got serious about it re- relatively recently. So I don't really have like a team that that I remember watching all the time. Like it before, it was just like you're at like a Thanksgiving party or something, and you're watching the playoffs or something. I wasn't really like really deep into it. So so like so like I'm glad to see like I'm, I'm glad to see that every. I, 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 basically, I, I like I like when it's when it's competitive. I don't like when it's like like the Golden State years where like only nah. you know make the playoffs and everything. I don't like that. That's boring, man. Yeah. I mean, I like so basically, I. I'm a big fan of Kawhi because he's like Michael Jordan. Um, unfortunately, the injury shit happened. Mm. Uh, Kawhi is not like I, Michael Jordan, bro. That guy is so overrated, bro. Is, is hit? No, he's not overrated. Yes, he's he is, overrated. man. He's one of the most overrated stars in the league, bro. <laughs> he, he has a condition that prevents him from being top at, at top. Capacity. No, 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 not, 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 not now. I, I mean, like, like his career, in my opinion, like, like a lot of people will have him as like a top three player of all time. And man, I don't know, man. Ka- Ka- Kawhi, Kawhi is, is, um, that, 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 that period of him, like, like being a star, like one is his relatively oh, yeah. short, most of his career was like a role player. I agree with that. Um, but on top, but I will say this, I, 
I think either Luca or Giannis have a good chance of becoming the best player ever, or mm-hmm. at least in the conversation. And I want what about to see Victor them. Wimbenyama? What about that Victor Wimbenyama kid? The which one? Victor Wimbenyama. He he he's going to be the first round pick. Um, should be the first round draft pick for 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 this year. Victor Wimbenyama. He's a French dude. He's freakish tall. He has a crazy. He has he has a lot of he has great ball handling skills for his height. He I can gotta shoot see the three ball and everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. Man. He, he him in the NBA, yeah, of course, of course. But people yeah, are saying like he has goat potential because of the way that he can play defense and offense and stuff like that, and he can stretch the floor as a big and everything. But yeah, sorry. Giannis, though, like I mean, if I was picking between Giannis and Luca because of defense, I would say Giannis is the better player. But mm-hmm. Luca reminds most of LeBron. Um, Luca's like a hybrid of LeBron and James Harden. It's weird. Yeah, he just can't play defense, and that that's a, that's half the game, or at least forty mm-hmm. percent. But that, that's but, gonna... but but because Luca's a point guard, you can hide him on defense. Though he doesn't have to play defense. Like for, unless you're like a center, you, you can you can hide like you can you can hide like guards on defense. People teams have done that with um with Steph Curry, who's who even though he's better now, he was bad defensively in the past, and they were able to hide him with with um getting the right people around him. And um, oh God, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of another team where like the guys met them where, where the guard is bad at defense. But oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, dang, what was the team that Donovan Mitchell played for before? Before he went to the Cavs. As. No, 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 not now. Before he went to the Cavs, because he was traded the, like like yeah, last year or something. The Jazz. The, yeah, the Jazz. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, the Jazz. Like the, the, uh, he didn't play defense when he was with the Jazz, and they were able to hide him. By so, the way, so can Luka, I just say, can I, I just say, I don't know, like, how is it that nobody else is seeing this? Does Donovan Mitchell not look like the black kid from Stranger Things to you, or is it just me? Yeah, yeah, he does. He does, <laughs> he does Lucas? He's got to be hooping, though, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but Lucas was hooping in Stranger Things, though, in the in the, the last season. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's, he looks like Lucas yeah. growing up. So who do you think is going to win the title, uh, Saeed, this year? This year? I, I don't know. I, I think the title is going to come out of, out of the East. So, I think it's gonna be the Bucks. Nah, the the, the Bucks are, are are deceptively suspect. Like like the the Bucks is only good because of Giannis, bro. Because yeah. Giannis is greatness. Today, they got everyone. That's another. That's with... another player. I'm so upset that Toronto wasn't able to scoop up Giannis. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know I that's a, you Giannis. know that Giannis. You know that Giannis and the uh, the GM Masai Ujiri like they have a long history together, right? Eh? Oh, so so, yeah, so like Masai, they, they, they Masai, Masai was like, no, Masai was one of the people that helped him secure his visa so that he could play overseas. Was oh, Masai okay. a European scout? Was he for the NBA? Mas- Masai Ujiri? No, he wasn't a scout. He he was always a GM, but he um he like leads the NBA's sort of uh, outreach effort um, for African players. So he's the, but, he's the one. He's the one that like he doesn't scout himself, obviously, but like he. He leads their uh, their their programs to develop talent um, that are either like from Africa or of African descent. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to see Giannis win a second title. I would love to yeah, see. Yeah, but but the, the the thing though is that one his 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 um, co star Chris Middleton like he started to break down and he's he's inconsistent. And then yeah. like another thing like it, like if you, if you notice if, if Giannis is not like. 
if Giannis is it's not it's not like like averaging like thirty scoring like like fifty points or whatever and then averaging like thirty three like that 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 team is like losing games. That's a deceptively bad team, and and it's just it's just hidden by Giannis's greatness. That, that's the Luka, thing. Like like hmm? during the playoffs, the, did... Luca has a great co star now with Kyrie because Kyrie can drop fifty anytime. If yeah. He wants to. Yeah, yeah, that that team now, like, I I, I don't want to say that like they're they're going to win the chip or anything like that because that's a lot of pressure. Like, they still I think have they'll to be like, competitive in the playoffs. Out. Like, having a yeah, they can make the play, they can make a decent playoff run. Yeah, having no having a having a point guard as talented as Kyrie, like that's I think that's going to get them. I think to like through at least like two rounds of the playoffs. But yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be an Eastern Conference uh, team. This no, 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 I think, no. I think it might actually. It's going to sound wild because I'm actually not, not a big fan of Jaw, but I think it might actually be the Grizzlies this year. No, the Grizzlies are think so? You think they're going to go bust like the Phoenix Suns did last year? Yeah. The Grizzlies are a good team, but they're just so immature. And, like, like, like yeah, during yeah. big moments, like, like that team, like, folds a lot. Like, um, the, yeah. the, the Grizzlies played um, the Golden State Warriors when Steph Curry was hurt. And basically, the only guy that that the Warriors had to to do to um to to um to score the ball was um who's the young dude? Like, oh my god! You know, on you, do you know they oh, have who, a twenty? Are you talking about on the Grizzlies? No, no, on Golden State Warriors, the the, the guy that got punched in the face. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole yeah, Jordan yeah. Poole's like the only guy that could like score the score reliably, and and they they got. In a game that they should have won, they they got blown out. Like the, the Grizzlies, like they they're very like I, I don't know if it's I, I, I think it's immaturity. They they just don't like show up in, in ways that they should. They they, they underperform yeah. a lot. Bob Moran talks. I, I look. I I love talking. John Moran is the weirdest shit talker yeah. I think I've ever. Seen. The only John Moran, you know, he talks shit the same way that um what's his face does Stylebender from UFC um mm-hmm. Izzy Adesanya. We're like, it's like you're. They're talking shit, but it's like, bro, you're like, you're really sounding fucking weird. Like, did anybody? He's, he's a guy from the. Did no one teach you how to talk shit in high school? Bro. Like, did you not? Did you not get roasted in the cafeteria and then have to learn the ways? John Morant is, is a John Morant is a kid from the suburbs yeah. that's trying to sound hood. It's trying to sound. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. He talked shit to Draymond Green after the Golden State won the title, and he's like, "We'll see you next year." And I'm like, "No, you're not. You're probably not going to see." <laughs> you know, you guys, they have a 21 and 7 record without him. Yeah. Play no, better he's, without no, he's, a, he's a goofy dude. I don't know. I, he, yeah. I think he's a, a tremendously talented ball player, but just, just like, you know, he's, 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 he's a tremendously talented uh, UFC fighter. Just don't talk. Don't ever fucking talk. Yep. But 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 earlier to whoever asked me like who I think is going to win b- before the, the um Kyrie trade I thought the um the Nets were actually going to get it done because they, they they were they were playing defense they were winning games Katie what wasn't the only person that was like carrying the team so that means that Katie could go into the playoffs rested and Kyrie was playing good ball so 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 like like barring like the Ben Simmons problem I, I thought the Nets would 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 would, would um, at least make the finals if not win it. But now, um, now I, I guess Philadelphia, if James Harden could just be like semi, be half as good as he is during the regular season. I, I, I've yeah, seen yeah. Harden for yeah. years. He's going to choke in the playoffs. Yeah, but, but if, if he's at least half as good, they, they can do something. If Joel and B can stay healthy, that's a championship team. That's a really good I'll team. It's going to be the Bucks in the East. The Bucks are going to take as long as they're 
Giannis will, will have to like carry them on his back to the championship. The West, the West is a little different because I don't know how healthy the Warriors are going to be. Um, the Mavs are a wild card now because I don't know how they're going to blend. I I think they're going to blend perfectly because oh you, you know you know who's, who's, who could be really good in the West the the the, the, um, the Pelicans. Nah, I don't think Zion's gonna stay stay healthy. To be honest, really, Zion's been like he he he, he, he like he like lost a lot of weight and stuff, and he's been he's been relatively healthy, even though even though he recently got injured. Like he should be healthy before by the time the playoffs come in, right? And I don't think he's a game changer. I don't like I don't think he's anywhere near like Giannis and Luca. To be honest, um, I, he puts up numbers and he puts up highlights. But I don't think he wants to work on his game like like Giannis does. And then, but the the, um, the team the team around him is just so good though. Like you have CJ McCollum, and then you have Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Brandon Ingram can be can carry. Brandon Ingram is good enough to be a star on his own team. Like, yeah, that was a bad mistake. The Lakers getting rid of Ingram and and keeping Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was such a dumb move, especially since we got rid of him anyways. Uh, and then getting Russell Westbrook—that was a really stupid move. Yeah, LeBron, yeah, outside of Michael Jordan. So, so LeBron, real, quick, that real bad. quick though, real quick, because I'm also taking note of the time here. And while oh, I can sit, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like, listen, I can sit and have this conversation forever. If it's me like too. Me and NBA, yeah, if it's me and NBA talk about it, but I'm also taking note of the time, and mm-hmm. we probably should, we probably should uh, go ahead and wrap up. Okay. Um, okay. Well, one one last thing maybe before before I hang up. Um, yeah, um, I think I think Rory was talking about how he doesn't like being called a leftist because the baggage and everything. Don't worry, Rory. Leftist is a completely meaningless term. Like, it, oh it, yeah. It no. From like thank Uger to um to to um to Q. Don't worry about it. It's meaningless. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two very similar people. Of course. <laughs> no. I, no. Here's, here's here's here's. I don't. Okay. People know that I'm a communist. Like it's very, uh, like I don't make any apologies about it. I don't try to hide from it. When people ask me like, Oh, what's your political ideology? Are you liberal or conservative? I was like, neither. I'm a fucking communist. And the, the problem that I have though, is when you start talking about being somebody on the political left, it gets so dicey because you're thrown in with a bunch of insane people on like you're, you're thrown in with God, Rory, what was like, your um? What was your whatever? I'm I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna say it because you probably don't want to. Like, why would you want to be on the left? No, I was actually gonna exactly. What, what do you get out of? No, you go ahead. Like, but really, what do you get out of being on the left? What you're what doing one second. You're you identify yourself as someone. Was that? You're just doing one second, but yeah, I'll I'll do a second. Yeah, go ahead. We have to be thrown in with some weird anarchist. Like I, I, I look. I respect oh anarchism as a you, philosophy. Here's a, no, you have to. That. What you get in exchange for calling yourself somebody who's on the political left is that you get like dragooned into the dumbest bullshit arguments and discourse by a bunch of people that can't get out of bed because they have fibromyalgia and are writing suicide notes every third day. I'm sorry, but it's fucking true. No, and, and uh, my point is that. Like and, and this is a, a take that absolutely does get canceled, but it's the thing is like what do people what do you really get out of calling yourself a leftist? The same way, what do you get out of calling yourself a feminist? Like it, it really 
whether you are or whether you aren't pain. is beside Endless the point. Pain. All it does is, it, yeah, exactly. It gives you a whole new just avenue of being attacked. And in fact, and, and this is especially true, I would say, of the feminists. Uh, it actually makes things much worse for you if you ever say something even slightly out of pocket. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, you go from being, you know, because I've noticed this a lot where it's like, like you're actually much worse if you were just never that to begin with than if you were and you had a bad take. It's like, you know, none of like the actual good takes that you have ever like credit. Yourself, they don't right? count for anything. You they count for yeah. nothing. Exactly. Like I, I mean, I, I really don't like Ethan Klein, um, but like he was trying so hard to like to cater to that like very, very like kind of weird like online rad femme audience. And then I guess this week he he like somebody it wasn't even he was laughing at this person he was laughing because somebody played like a weird sound. They're terrible. Yeah, people. yeah, and and he like he kind of cracked up and like on one hand like yeah I know that's bad but on the other hand like I don't know like, if if it was like a very serious moment and somebody started playing like a funny song like, I might crack up on stream too. I'm, but like I will, none of the- I will say this Rory like I do envy you because. Me and Q are stuck in, like, we are stuck in a box with our followers, technically. And... I mean, not me. I, I, I just straight up tell people, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not your friend. <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Care. No, no, I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying that yeah. people assume our politics. They pretty much are spot on about our politics. If we ever, if we ever diverge from just 1% of of something they flip out whereas rory yeah. has the rory has the freedom to like disagree with people without them like thinking that you betrayed them and it's like number yeah, one it's, it's way rory. worse to be yeah it's way worse to be like a judas than it is to be just a guy you don't like like that's you know judas is in the center of hell right i mean that's the worst thing you can be is a betrayer and and by and by labeling yourself as that, like you open that lineup of attack. A, where, by the way, Rory, that's an interesting um, analogy considering we're talking about Kyrie Irving today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really is. And the question, and it's like people get mad at you, like, well, you know, obviously being on the left or being a feminist is the right take. And I, I would, you know, maybe, you know, on, on, the first half of that disagree, the second half probably not, but, but you know, because I have to maintain neutrality. But, but the point here is that it's like, yeah, it's not about whether or not you hold these views. It's whether or not you choose to associate yourself with this movement. And, and the choice to associate yourself with, you know, both the left, like these kind of more progressive movements is always, always, a, almost uniformly a negative one, right? You, you become associated with a movement and you become... You know, it, it, you get no benefits from it. You only get drawbacks. You only get an audience that is willing to like rip you apart. You only get judged on this whole new set of of criteria that you never you never agreed to be you know judged on. Like like you said, Q, where it's like I am not a leftist, but my God, does everybody want to make me a leftist when they get mad at me? Yeah, and and it's like of course because at the end of the day, like. You know, like, there's this desire to be able to discipline people within a community. 
And because nobody really has a community anymore, uh, apart from online, or a lot of people don't have communities online, it becomes their their kind of weird title pool that they get to to kind of police. But because it doesn't provide the sort of feedback, the sort of course, this sort of support that a real community would provide, you know, it because they're like you said, you know, because there is nobody to hold you really accountable to. Mm-hmm. It, the only thing this community can exist to do is is act as a disciplinary force. There's no support, no unity, no kind of social benefit. Only it can you are only as much a member of this community as you are willing to, you know, support and and replicate their beliefs. That's it. That's the only thing this community exists to do. There's no growing. There's no learning. And there's no support. And so the question is, like, why would you ever want to associate yourself with any of these communities? Right? Why would you ever want to associate yourself with, with the online leftist community? All it does is get you yelled at. You know, why would you want to associate with the, the online feminist community? All it does is get you yelled at. You know, it, it, yeah. it doesn't change anything. You can still hold these views about, you know, women and about, you know, whether or not, like, you know, how these gender roles should exist in society and, and what you know, these problems are and the solutions to them. But by by making yourself a member of that community, you've opened yourself up to just just an unhinged level of criticism, right? And, and so I think that's, when looking at this sort of thing, when looking at these online interactions, I mean, really ask yourself, I mean, what am I getting out of this? What is what is the benefit of, of associating myself with these people? Because if the answer is, like nothing, then people aren't going to associate themselves with it, right? I mean, I, I think I mean, that that's the... I'll say one thing that's good about Twitter, okay? It, it is toxic, but I've made a lot of close friends, including Q and you and, and Cardick. Oh, yeah. And people that are... Well, I'm like, not going to say there's no benefit. Like, I have met no. some really cool people on there, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, the and, three of and, us, we, we met on Twitter, literally, but... It's like it's like I said, there's limited upside and infinite downside. Yeah, and like I got, you know, to be clear. Oh, go I have homeboys that are gonna be coming to visit me in, in Samoa from Twitter. And uh, hopefully you guys come if you ever get a chance. I, I know how hard it is to come from America, but you know, that's gonna be I think that's gonna be dope. Um but yeah, there is a lot yeah. of toxic it that's annoying as shit i mean i like i can't just post something without getting trolled by like three different groups that don't agree with me that can't just pass they just can't move on and just go yell at someone else you know how you deal with it you just assume that they smell like spoiled ham and you move on with your day like i i just i'm committed to not getting in back and forth arguments with people that are dumb or ugly or look like they smell like they've got bad hygiene i'm just not going to do it anymore Sorry. And my thing, you know, my 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 piece of advice to anyone you know still listening is, is that never post angry. That's always like if I feel like I'm getting angry, I put my phone down, I take a walk, I go do something else, I go like, you know, I, I focus on something else and I push it out, and then I come back to it because doing that, it's amazing how much you're like, wait, hold on, like this is just a pointless argument. Why am I even responding to this person? Like nobody cares. Like I, this person has like a hundred or two hundred followers, and they're just being an asshole whatever I'm, I'm just gonna ignore it and, and so i like, think so so oh, for sorry. me like 
Corey gave me some great advice because, you know, I got into this thing with some rad fans. And he was saying, like, don't waste time. Q told don't, me not to waste do, Don't do it, man. Like, they, you have no idea how insane these people are. Like, and it was they, a waste they of have, uh, They have a hornet's nest of fake accounts and burners and shit dedicated to watching everything that you say and you tweet. And it's just like, it's just better to not get into anything no, with them at yeah. all. Yeah, it, it's, it's a literal, like, spider network. It's very strange, and yeah. it's very, like, unhealthy. And and, and it's not like I'm, I'm, like, complaining. It's like, who cares? Oh, my God. Like, they, they private quote tweeted me. Oh, no. Yeah, it's but at the end... It's incredibly yeah. annoying, and it, it, sets you up for a, it sets you up for a complete time suck, what it is. Yeah, and, and that's the thing where I realized, like, oh, yeah, like, fighting these people is, is completely pointless, right? Like, yeah, you know, just to... Part <laughs> But I, I, but like I was trying to, what I was telling Roy yesterday was, um, when I'm in a good mood, that's when I like fighting on Twitter. When I'm in a bad mood, I stay away from Twitter. Yeah. You know, like when I was mourning my friend's death, I, I stayed away from Twitter because I don't, I don't really care about it. When I'm in a good mood, I can fight all day and shit because it's nothing they're saying is going to bring me down. Oh, and can you I, know? can I just say on behalf of, of myself? That if you're the kind of, because like, that was like annoying this shit. Like, if you're the kind of person that like tries to guilt somebody for calling a girl mid by bringing up someone's friend's death, piss yeah, off! What the, fuck? <laughs> what the? Like, I saw, like, my <laughs> mouth, dude, my, my mouth dropped when I saw that, man. I was like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I'm not offended because, look, I, I grew up around killers and thieves. Like I, yeah. I grew up around way worse people than someone that 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 said something <laughs> offensive online. That is you know, still I, that I, is I be, still I'd be a hypocrite. That is still but insane, though. That is I was surprised out that that person would say that. And why? It, 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 why would you be surprised, dude? I, I mean, I, I just to, to, to let to let, clue the audience in on what we're talking about. Basically, this guy was getting into a fight with Michael. Over whether or not it's it's anti-feminist to call women mid, which, you know, I, again, it's like, Jesus, I mean, how much of a kid glove do I need to have interacting with people yeah. online? Or calling them average is now like, you know, it, it, it's like this is this is getting out of hand, right? Like this is like it, it's like, you know, like what do you want me to call them? Like beautiful, somewhat approximately less beautiful than around 50 percent of women. Like what 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 do you want? Right. Yeah. I'm not even calling them ugly. It's like anything other than just the than praise is now like, but regardless, you know, so Michael and this guy get into a back and forth and finally this guy just sends him. I know Mike, was it a DM that he sent you? Yeah. He sent me a DM. And so, you know, for frame of reference, uh, a week ago, a, a very close friend of mine got murdered in, she got killed in a domestic violence dispute by her, by, who the police think is an ex or a current boyfriend. And this dude had the nerve to say, how can you be posting about mourning your friend being <laughs> in this domestic violence death and then saying misogynist? I'm like, these are equivalent. And while at the same time calling women, it's like, this is, but, and, and I think part of that kind of goes to show the rot of Twitter, right? And why I brought that up is it's like, because everything Twitter is this very weird leveling effect where like, not only does it that like small accounts and big accounts can now like beef with each other. Like 
also just every issue becomes level. It's like, oh, you claim to to be mourning the death of your friend for DV while at the same time like calling women mid. It's like those are so wildly no, on different related. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it's like how like like do you like sit down and think to yourself like that's just not accept like that is so the the scale not just that like if if we were if that dude was in in, in the room with me I would have fucked him up he would have been oh yeah like, yeah it's I like literally would have, I literally I I probably would have pistol whipped him that that's how much he just 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 on out of respect for my for my friend. For him to say that, yeah, it, it's just it's unacceptable. Man. Like, it really is not how to, how to deal with people because they don't treat people like real human beings who have real lives and who they have people treat that love you them. Like you're a product to be consumed. No, they treat you. They treat yeah, you like yeah. a product <laughs> to be consumed, and it's like, hey, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not appealing to my specific niche. Why aren't you doing that? And then they'll just say the most out of pocket things to try and get you in line. And that's one of the reasons why, like, a lot of people don't like me because I'm just like, "Fuck you!" I like, you don't know me, you don't own me, you don't get to dictate what I listen. If you if I say something that you don't like, you're free to just fucking unfollow. I don't need to yeah. hear your bullshit. No, and I, I think that that's ultimately it is why I think the amount of the times left, the amount of times yeah. I've seen people say like, "Oh, this happens to me and Rennie from uh, the Drop Squad all the time." Oh, yeah, you know, Q and Rennie have like the worst takes on the site, and I'll. And I will see that they're following me. And I'm like, there's a really easy way to solve that problem. Yeah. Don't Why do you me. follow me? Don't follow me. Yeah. Like, if, if somebody... And if my, if, my tweets are, if my tweets are showing up in your feed because one of your friends retweeted with me or interacted with me, just fucking block me. I don't care. I don't like, care. Yeah, I don't care. know you. And I, I think more than anything else, the, the, the sort of progressive online spaces come with this sense of entitlement and possessiveness of people yeah. where like you know i i think and this is one thing where i do think like online right spaces are a little more a little better about this where it's like it doesn't come with this like once you associate yourself with the right wing it doesn't come with this like there's like yeah obviously there are things you can do to like alienate everyone <laughs> and and really rub them the wrong way but there's less of a sense of like you need to be accountable, not just to like this community writ large, but me, right? Me personally, me I, personally, yeah. there's a sense of possessiveness. And, and I see this, especially with like, you know, I know Michael, you're not a huge like Hassan fan, but I, I see this a lot with Hassan where like people are like weirdly possessive and weirdly kind of dictatorial of his views on, on politics, on society, on anything where it's like, why? Like, why do you think you are, owed this certain opinion that this other guy has, right? Especially when it's not an opinion that really, like, affects you. Yeah, It's like, oh, well, you, you know, you have the wrong opinion about Stone or something. It's like, what are you, like, a 1930s, like, Bessarabian? Like, who, who, who are you? Like, like why, yeah, why is this so... You are? <clears throat> why is this person's opinion on a political figure that died you know, 70 years ago. Why is that? Why do you need to have that level of of dictatorial control over the life of a celebrity or of like a micro 
or I'd say at this point a celebrity celebrity that that like no one else had there that like you know uniquely to this field and I, and I think that a lot of that does stem from that sense of ownership and community but it's because it's not a real community right because there isn't really there there is no such thing as like an online left community it's an association right it's a a group of sort of so loosely associated accounts that's sort of masquerading as a community to the sense that there becomes this, I think, very unhealthy sense of possession you have over celebrities where, where it's like, you don't really like them for who they are. You like them for what they say. And, and I think that that's a very unhealthy, you know, online grouping to be a part of. And I, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's very disrespectful to the people that are, are making this content, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it, at one level, like people don't like being, you know, like sexualized or tokenized just because they're streamers. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people like being weirdly possessed in a way that I think people feel very comfortable doing uh, specifically on in this space. And, and so I think overall, it's, it's this level of, and then feeding back to the main conversation we're having i mean i think that what this ultimately leads to and ultimately i think why why we're talking about this at the end of the day um is that not only do you become all, all of who you were all of your history becomes subject to people's sort of judgment right but and in a world where that judgment is constantly changing right in a world where the norms are constantly changing, right? You know, one day filming at a gym is not a leftist opinion. It's not a feminist opinion. But then just because like four really insane people on TikTok suddenly have an opinion about this, you know, um, now all of a sudden this is a feminist issue, right? And, And so all of a sudden, like for completely out of your control, the entire internet has shifted on this point. And it's like, and you're now out in the cold. Right? And, and, and I think that ultimately, you know, if you want these spaces to grow, because let's be honest, they're at this stage very much stagnating, if not in decline uh, across the, the Internet. Uh, you know, if you want this to grow, if you want people to, to feel at home in these sorts of spaces and be comfortable, just, just being themselves in, in a world where I think that being yourself is increasingly coming under more and more of a kind of a lens of not just, you know, like this, you know, government entity is not just kind of surveillance, but also surveillance of other people, right? I mean, that I think is a far more pressing concern for most people is not even like the CIA or the police watching you. It's other people. It's other kind of nosy, essentially busybodies looking over your shoulder. And and nobody likes that, right? Nobody likes that. And no, and I think we're getting to a stage now where that's sort of all that's left. You know, all the, all the sort of joy that ever existed in these communities, all the sense of camaraderie, all the, the bonhomie of, of being in these spaces has gone. And all that's left is just the kind of, you know, iron bar of like discipline. But, dis, but discipline towards what? I mean, is there is there an end goal here? Is there a a future that we're moving towards is, you know, is there a political project that online rad fans, for example, are engaged in? And the answer is not really. I mean, there's not really, it's more of like just an airing of grievances. So it's, 
it's dis- it's the discipline of a political movement but serving nothing at all right it, it's not going towards a goal there's no benefit and and i think that the reason why i bring this up and why i think it's important to talk about this is it it pays to think about things in these ways because you you look at yourself and you go okay like maybe i maybe you're a feminist maybe you're a leftist right? and you have these views but there is a sense of of alienation you have with these movements right there's a sense that it's like i don't disagree with them and in fact i in a lot of cases very much agree with them but i don't feel comfortable around them and and i, and I think that's where a lot of this stems from is this sense that there is no greater purpose in any of this. All it is 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 just disciplining each other. And so I think when you think about it that way, when you approach it in this way, you you remind yourself why it is and what you really want out of this space online. Like what is it in your life that you are missing that puts you online? Right. I know we talked to uh, Daniel Monte a couple of weeks ago about this, but it's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of need, a lot of psychic anguish in the world. And a lot of people turn to Twitter for, you know, not just respite from that, but from, but, you know, for support and these things in their life that they're missing. Right. And maybe if we recognize, right, what it is that these communities lack and what they, they fail to provide, you know, not just men, right. Let's be real here. I think that women, you know, non-binary people, nobody is really comfortable in these positions because at the end of the day, like you're only one bad takeaway from being outcast, right? You're you're constantly on like needles on the, the knife's edge, as you said, Q, where, you know, one wrong slip up and, and you're out, right, permanently. Yeah. And, and you will never, ever be able to return because at the end of the day, that bad take or even that like sl- it is easier for it to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than to not get canceled on Twitter. Yeah, it, it's going to happen to everyone. And instead of recognizing, yeah, this happens to everyone, so what? It, it's like they constantly have to bring up old stuff. Like you, you're never allowed to truly die on Twitter. No, no, you're you're endlessly held accountable. You know, in your lowest, and it's never in your highest moments. It's always in your lowest moments, and it. And eventually it, it drives people away and, and it creates this. I, I do think it does create a sense of paranoia amongst people. Like I will say that Twitter is unique in the sense that people are very, very terrified of having their anonymity broken on Twitter. Mm. Like very much so more so than any other social media platform I've ever been on. Right. Everybody is afraid of having their, their kind of Twitter, their real name being leaked or being doxxed or whatever. It's, it's this deep fear. And I think it's because nobody really wants to be not just associated, but be subject to the people around them on Twitter. Cause they kind of seem like oh, crazy. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I think that to, sorry, just to, you know, I know I am rambling a little, but I think my, my large, larger point here, so I'm trying to find like a sort of a way to bow tie all of this together is ultimately that, you know, to live in a space and to to interact in a space that is really positive requires, you know, allowing people to grow, right? Allowing people to to build themselves and change their views over time, you know, especially with younger people, right? Like, you know, with um, Tyree Nichols, it's like, you know, the guy was 16 when he said this, like, my God, you know, 
you know, at that age, like, you know, everybody is, is so freaked out about like, oh, you know, grooming and stuff. And oh, like, you know, these six, like if you're under 18, you know, you can't make any of these decisions. But clearly in Tyree Nichols case, he can he can hold opinions that will haunt him and, and will be discussed at, you know, after his, I would argue, state sanctioned exec- like illegal execution or lynching, you could even say. You know, like these are the kinds of things that will hang over you for the rest of your life just because you yeah. interacted a certain way, you know, decades ago. And, and I think that 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 is becoming more prevalent, not just in places like Twitter, but, you know, on LinkedIn, in the business world, in, in politics, in in our social lives, you know, these views, these sort of ghosts of our former selves now you know live on in this digital space and can be held against us and i think one place that if a political and social movement wants to succeed i think that's something that it needs to address right it needs to say like look this is a world in which your opinions can be held against you forever but but we won't hold it against you you know And, and i think there is something there's value to that right there's and, and there's not just value, but there's also a sense of comfort and a sense of respect that comes with that. And I think that, you know, as men and, and, and you know, as as guys online, I think we can, you know, it, it, there's a certain like, I think we can definitely take a, a more of a, a char, leading the charge in this sense of saying, like, hey, like people change. Right. You know, Tyree Nichols, like I think that in between the ages of 16 and 29, like most people in the world he went through a series of of social changes and and changes to himself like you learn things you mature over time your opinions are going to change and you know to hold this against him for like the point of just a minor discourse win is is not only psychotic but you know just deeply deeply deranged and so i think that you know like we say the show is for normal men but I, I would extend that to normal people, too, and just say, look, like, this is not normal, right? This is not how people should be should be interacting with each other. And and it, it eventually is going to have to come within all of us to sort of distance ourselves from this kind of stuff. And that's kind of my point. Sorry, I, I went way long on that one. It's all good. I mean, you wrapped up at uh, – it's now midnight Eastern, so we should probably – yeah, like a full half an hour after I said, hey, we should probably be wrapping up, but we should definitely wrap up. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> just want to, uh, yeah, for uh, for, any, for uh, people that are, are still in the room and for the uh, the, uh, the callers who called into the queue, just want to thank you very much for uh, for listening and for participating in the show. Um, and we've uh, we got sponsors. We've got sponsors coming through. So you'll uh, you'll be hearing about our wonderful new sponsors on Wednesday's show. Until Called then, Black just- Rifle Coffee Company. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just want to say uh, thanks to, uh, to to Michael, to uh, to Rory, and to, uh, to Karthik, who unfortunately had to leave. But, I mean, he's got to work just like the rest of us work yeah. on stiffs. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody uh, who, who, was, uh, who was in the audience, uh, who called in. 